Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in on this Wednesday, getting ready for week four. Let me take these banners off. Uh, there we go. There we go. There's everybody. How are y'all doing today, guys? Doing pretty good. How about yourself, Chris? Man, can't complain. The weather here in Texas, right, Ryan? It's pretty good. It's like the weather saw a state trooper. Went from 75 to 50. <laughs> so good. Uh, oh, we got some people in the comments right now. Thanks, Scott. Thanks uh, for joining in with us today, guys. We appreciate y'all on this week four. Uh, let's get to the intro, right? Every week, Ryan writes a new intro for me, and this is the first time I'm looking at it. So let's see. Week four is around the corner, so let's cut right to the chase. 3-0 and or 0-3, you ain't out of the race. A little luck and four sexy men will fill your mind with knowing we're cold as ice, and we make it rain. You could even say it's snowing. Zip up your coats. The storm is here. You're batting down the hatches. We're the, we are to fantasy podcast what MT is to catches. The best there is, the best there are, so much knowledge in between us. What makes us better is we have enormous brains, and we can't wait to use our enormous brains to seed your minds with info. The problem you see is that me and these three are kind of fantasy nymphos. We can't get enough. We just want it all. You might call it an addiction. And when you're talking fantasy football, that's our sole jurisdiction. Yeah, good job, Ryan. I appreciate that, man. You got me. That was yeah, we, got, we all have huge brains. <laughs> Massive. That's exactly what I was not expecting you to put right there. And, well, you're right. You're right. 
<laughs> Man, uh, as you can see, everyone who's tuning in, thank you, thank you to the 11 people or 12 people now who are watching us in our corner up there, this way, I guess. Uh, we are now sponsored by Manscaped, a great company. Uh, my wife loves them. I love them. Uh, Ryan, how uh, how do you uh, fare with the old lawnmower 3.0? Because I know that I'm sleek and shiny these days. Oh, I'm like a baby's bottom down there. It is yeah. uh, the best part is the light on the razor, so you can see in the deepest, darkest places that you really probably shouldn't look at, but at <laughs> least helps you trim it up down there. It, it was really nice for sure, man. I man, how about the uh, the ball toner though, right? Yeah, my balls are so toned. It's awesome. So if y'all are looking for a Christmas gift, a birthday gift, uh, anything like that for your man, your husband, your brother, uncle, whatever. I don't know how y'all do it. Just get it done right. Manscaped promo code right there at the bottom, guys. Use the promo code BELLYUPFANCY to get 20% off your Manscaped items. Uh, thank you so much, Manscaped, for powering us up today. Well, guys, like in the intro, I mean, 0-3 or 3-0 and and anywhere in between, this is where you got to kind of, like you said, batten down the hatches, right? Pull up your bootstraps and kind of get in it, man. Uh, this, These are the, the meatiest parts of the weeks or the, the season where you got to win right now, right? Every week is very important because it could essentially – take you to the playoffs or keep you out of them. So week four, man, this is getting really wild starting on Thursday, right? We got the 0-3 Broncos versus the 0-3 Jets. Uh, man, what a barn burner this is going to be, right? At 41 points expected, you got Mark, his nephew, Brett, out there for the uh, Denver Broncos, and you got Sam Darnold, right? Uh Guys, the the numbers on these guys are just so great. Like I don't let's not even talk about these quarterbacks right now. And at least I'm not going to. What I'm going to be looking at in this game is Melvin Gordon, Jerry Judy, hopefully Jamison Crowder, Noah Fant, and maybe even Chris Herndon. Uh, these guys are the guys you're going to want to target in your fancy lineups, right? Uh, Melvin Gordon, he's getting the big bulk of the workload right now. Philip Lindsay did return to practice, but it was in a limited fashion. I think Melvin Gordon is just going to take over this backfield. I mean, he was out there almost 70% of the time. He got 10 evaded tackles. He is the guy in this backfield, and especially with this young quarterback who I couldn't even pronounce his last name until Ryan told me who his uncle was. Uh, I think they're going to go to Melvin Gordon a lot. Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler, too, on the outside. I think they could do something. Uh, Jerry Judy obviously got the red zone targets uh, 12 yards through the air per target. He's the number one guy out there in my mind. Going to the tight ends, though, this could be where it gets pretty interesting, right? Between Noah Fant and Chris Herndon on the two opposite sides. Both these guys are almost at 76% on the snaps. They're getting almost 20% of the target shares. They're essentially really great talents and almost the same cat, if you would. Uh, but Noah Fant last week finished tight end three, Herndon 29. That Adam Gase offense is just god-awful, right? Uh, Billy, maybe you can enlighten me on these quarterbacks, or maybe I'm forgetting something about this whole game, but... I'm just going to try to fade most of it besides Melvin Gordon and those wide receivers. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I mean, Denver Broncos coming into the year, one of those teams that fantasy-wise we were all excited about, a young, exciting crew of wide receivers. 
and they just got decimated by the injury bug at this point. Uh, Drew Locks down to uh, Melvin Gordon and Noah Fant uh, are about the only guys you want to play off this Broncos team. And, and Melvin Gordon, without some pass catchers, I'm starting to temper expectations a bit, even though I'm relying on him in the belly bowl. Yeah, exactly. I mean, everyone injured in Denver. Uh, so I, I like Melvin Gordon. He's got a good schedule coming up. But, uh, you know, right now they need some help in the pass catchers. As far as the Jets go, uh, is Crowder going to be available? That's a big one for me. I mean, outside of Crowder, there's not a Jet that I'm even interested in playing. And the only reason Crowder is interesting is because he's going to get volume week in and week out. And, you know, that volume may not lead to the most production right now uh, with what's going on in New York. But other than that, I'm, I'm staying away from this one and not too interested in the game. Uh, bet me under. Yeah, I would just want to say no, Fant. That's the only <laughs> one I'm going to look at. Everybody else, ugh. Uh, I, I would be interested to see if Jameson Crowder is playing just because he is a volume hog. But uh, no, don't 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 play the guys in this game for the most part. I mean, like you said, if you have Gordon, you're playing Gordon. Um, there's just not a whole lot else that I'm looking at and saying, hey, exciting fantasy matchup. Not here. Yeah, this is an ugly one. I mean, we all know the Jets. Everyone hates Adam Gase. He's probably the worst coach in the NFL right now. So. I'm avoiding everyone on that team. Even Herndon has potential, but realistically right now, I just can't get get on board. Um, I mean, with Denver, Melvin going just from a, a volume standpoint makes sense, uh, but more as an RB2. Uh, Fant is, you know, a lot of inexperienced quarterbacks like the tight end. It's a big target, sure-handed. So Fant probably is going to get a lot of the passing targets. Um, and then beyond that, Sutton and KJ Hamler, but I'll tell you who's been a surprise is Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick has been sneaky out of Denver. He's actually their second-ranked receiver, uh, you know, fantasy-wise, especially without Sutton out there. So deep leagues, you can look at some of the receivers on Denver. Avoid the Jets at all costs. <laughs> Don't disagree with you at that, Tom. Tom, take us over to the Saints and the Lions, man. Yeah, Saints one and two, a little surprising. Detroit one and two, less surprising. Uh, you know, total points expected fifty six. I wouldn't say that that's unrealistic. I mean, the Saints, if Michael Thomas is healthy, you have Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook. It's a high powered offense. So, um, I mean, obviously, you know, Kamara, you're going to start. He's the RB one, especially with uh, some injuries to uh, you know, Aze- uh, excuse me, not Ezekiel Elliott, um, Saquon Barkley. Uh, Christian McCaffrey down right now. So this is the guy right now. Um, Bree's a little bit more questionable, though. I I probably wouldn't start him right now. He just hasn't looked himself. Um, on the other side, though, TJ Hawkinson, stud. Um, and then beyond that, even you know the rest of this uh, Lions team, though, it's, it's tough to say. Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Swift, pretty close in half point at RB 37 and 39, uh, respectively. So Tough to you know pick which one you think is going to have a big game you know week to week, um, and then the the real receiver right now for them is uh, Aaron or excuse me is Jones Jr. So it's really tough to see where the positive side in in Detroit is other than Hawkinson. Yeah, I don't disagree with a lot of that. I mean, I'm hoping Kenny G comes back and plays that sweet sweet music because with Kenny G in that offense, man, it just kind of hums. Uh, I kind of want to highlight, I guess, I do want to highlight Drew Brees this week and Matt Stafford, the two dueling quarterbacks, both veterans. I mean, the over-under on this game, the the point total is 56 points. That's pretty high. It's one of the highest of the week. So, you know, both these teams, their defenses are not very stout. 
even New Orleans, I mean, they, they're allowing 32 points a game. So both these teams are allowing 30 points over the, over, over, uh, over the average. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and very similar, kind of like how Billy said, um, or in our notes, he said, they both allowed 11 touchdowns as well, both over seven, 7.5 passing touchdowns as well, and over 240 yards in the passing game. So I think Breeze and Stafford probably have good games this week. If Kenny G comes back, I'm going to probably fire up both of these guys in my lineups. I got to go with Matt Stafford, right? Go SEC. Uh, Billy, I see your notes are really good. What do you have on us, man? Yeah, so when I look at these teams, I kind of think that they have a similar narrative. You know, both have good veteran quarterbacks who love to sling it. Both really need to get their number one wide receiver back with the slug of pretty good supporting cast when they have that number one. Uh, both have, you know, a, a committee of the running back. Uh, defense is playing better than they probably get credit for. But I feel like these teams are similar narrative. Uh, Saints are doing it on a different level, kind of higher up, where the Lions are kind of bottom of the league, you know. Uh, I, I think you're right about, you know, both defense giving up a ton of points, so they're going to throw. Uh, Detroit's looking for a bounce back, uh, you know, this week. Kamara, Kamara's just balling out incredible right now for the Saints. He's really just carrying the load. And a little bit of an Emmanuel Sanders sighting last week. So uh, we really need him to kind of get going in the Saints offense, especially with Michael Thomas. He's going to be back, but he's probably not going to be 100% healthy. Uh, and Detroit, they just need they need to get Galladay back. He's the big catalyst of that passing game. And it'll take a little attention off Hawkinson, who's playing pretty well, but uh, he's really the only guy out there getting consistent targets. So uh, might get ugly for Detroit in this one. Yeah, I'm just curious when there's going to be an established running back for Detroit that we can go to week in, week out, because it seems to be very inconsistent. Um, the Adrian Peterson arrival did not help the fantasy situation there. Uh, but I want to see some Kenny G as well. I mean, he's an elite receiver. We know what we got with him. And I think it changes the whole offense when he's there. But uh, really more exciting than anything is Michael Thomas coming back. I need him really bad. I'm concerned about Breeze's arm, but Thomas doesn't need those deep balls. And then, yeah, there was an Emmanuel sighting, and Traquan has had his little spurts, but they're really the same problem in New Orleans again this year. They don't have a wide receiver, too, not one that can keep defenses honest. It's been Kamara, or it's been Cook in little spurts, but, you know, Sanders and Traquan have not been consistent as far as uh, New Orleans wide receiver, two goes. Y'all got anything else you want to talk about with that matchup? Is Cook playing this week? I, 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 so I haven't seen anything that are confirmed on Cook or Thomas uh, as far as the, uh, playing this week. But signs are good for Thomas. He's practicing. Uh, as of yet, I've seen nothing confirmed on Cook. Or Galladay, for that matter. I think he's playing, but nothing has been confirmed there either. Well, hopefully by Friday morning or Saturday afternoon, we'll find something out, hopefully, right? Jeez. Yeah, hell, I'll even take Sunday morning. Yeah, no joke, right? <laughs> All right, well, if we're done with New Orleans and Detroit, uh, let's move on to the Chargers. Uh, formerly known as Tyrod Taylor's team, and the Buccaneers. And that's a 45.5 over-under. Uh, yikes. I'm not sure I'm really into this game. It looks like Godwin's missing. It did look like we saw some old Gronk last week. I like the way I saw him moving. I like the way that he was out there. He looked like the old Gronk, even though he didn't blow up the stat sheet. When I watched him, the eyeball test showed me, hey – that guy is Gronk. Like, it's not just a shade of Gronk that we've seen. That looked more like the Gronk of old. So I'm getting some exposure to him. Uh, Leonard Fournette might be missing this week. So Ronald Jones, even though the Chargers have a good defense, I just don't – I mean, I don't see how they beat 
the Bucks, even with Godwin hurt, even if Fournette's hurt, because Brady, it looks like Gronk is back. They still got Evans. They can run the ball. They have a good defense. I'm just not really into the Chargers that much. I'll take a little Eckler, but the receiving core there has been – I mean, Allen's getting his catches, but this defense is going to give them fits. Uh, Herbert actually improved slightly to 71% passing week two, but he didn't look as good. So I want to see what week three for Herbert looks like. What do you think, Tom? I mean, I'm excited to see what Herbert does. Uh, Chris, I'm sorry. I know you were a big Tyrod guy. I think Herbert is the way to go here. Get him the experience, get his feet wet, and see what he can do. Um, I think that you're going to see ups and downs from this year. Having him as a consistent fantasy starter is probably a little scary. Um, In a super flex league, I'd love to have him as that super flex just because of the potential that he has. Um, I mean, sorry, I just figured something out. Look at this. We can show our live comments, our own Travis from Belly Up Fantasy. There you go. Let us know. Excellent. Sorry, Tom. Oh, you're good. Every day, right? Absolutely. Um, No, Eckler, though, RB8, I mean, he's crushing it. He's going to keep doing that, you know, as long as he's healthy. He's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. He's going to run for yards. Uh, And Keenan Allen, obviously a monster on that team. Uh, The Bucs, meanwhile, I'm less interested in a lot of them. Um, I mean, obviously, like you said, Rojo and Fournette, solid, especially if Fournette's not there. Ronald Jones, you would think, is going to have a big week. Um, And obviously, Mike Evans, you know, wide receiver, 14 and a half point. Uh, Tough not to start a guy like that. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Yeah, very, very hard. Ryan, I don't know if you saw that. Marco was asking what your projections are on Gronk for the week. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Detroit Beastie, a.k.a. Chris Robin, man. Uh, one of the greats in the fantasy football community. Uh, man, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you, Chris. Thank you so much, man. Yes, sir. Uh, getting back to the game, though, uh, Tom, Tyrod just absolutely kills me, man. Like, I planted my flag in that. But – it took a freak accident. It, it took a 2020 action to get him out. So, did. I'm okay, you know what? I'm not okay with it, but I got to live with it, right? You got to pivot. That's what we do. Uh, so, in this game, man, I know y'all touched on this a little bit, but Austin Eckler for me and then Mike Evans in this game, I just think this is going to be pretty cool to watch. Eckler kind of took over the role last week in a big hype for Josh Kelly. And Eckler was just absolutely the man. I mean, he finished running back five on the week, six evaded tackles, 65% of the snap count. I mean, he owned the snap share. 23% of the targets is ridiculous, right? They were just 16 for 16. I mean, just ridiculous with Eckler. And 
excuse me, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are allowing pretty decent amount of running back room and gaining or, or in gaining yardage for running backs opposing them as opposed to last year when we saw them bottle up CMC a lot. Um, they're allowing 20 points to running backs this, this year. Um, and the opposing side, I'm sorry, the opposing side got to go for it, right? Gigum, Texas a Mike Evans, right? The dude is a touchdown machine. And what else do you want from your guys? I mean, yeah, you got to get some yards, but I mean, he's giving you the absolute floor right now is what I'm going to call it because he is just ridiculous, right? Three red zone targets, four touchdowns. And the Chargers are not the secondary that can cover Mike Evans. I know Galladay's probably not going to play, but I think Evans just eats this secondary up. Uh, Billy, what do you think, man? Oh, man, the Buccaneers, they're another one bitten by the injury bug right now. You know, no Godwin. I'm minimal Mike Evans looking for him to have a nice game against the Chargers. And, and questions in the running game, you know, Rojo and Fournette. Fournette had a nice game, but, uh, you know, can they keep producing? Was it a fluke? Well, you know, kind of yet to see that. And the Chargers are giving up the fewest fantasy points of running back so far this year, so I don't like that matchup. Uh, coming in, the Buccaneers are number three against the run, 14 against the pass, so I look for Herbert to have to throw. Um, and this is one of those games that I actually kind of like the Chargers uh, to make it ugly against the Buccaneers. I could see them struggling against this defense. They held the Chiefs down pretty well just a couple weeks ago. Uh, if they can hold on to the ball and not turn it over, two good running backs, uh, you know, Eckler out of the backfield, I think kind of, eliminates the lack of ability to run against the Buccaneers. So I like how the Chargers match up in this game. This could be interesting. Love it. I love it. Billy, take us into a game right now where I'm dying to talk about the guy that I've got written down here just because me and Tom are on the same page, man. Yeah, Minshew last year kind of burned us all in a matchup that every stat would have told you to play him. But missing your number one guy, DJ Chark, you know, we'll give you credit for that. I'm not mad at you, Gardner. You've come through plenty of times. And and I look for him to bounce back. And so coming into this matchup, Burrow leading the NFL in pass attempts. They're just letting him sling it everywhere. And Jacksonville allows the six most fantasy points to quarterback. So I really like the matchup for him. I like to see A.J. Green get going. Still getting a lot of targets, kind of yet to put it through the field. I saw a report where he said he was, you know, nearing game shape. So I'm kind of anxiously awaiting uh, him being in game shape. Um also, Cincinnati gives up the fifth most points to running back, so I'm really looking for James Robinson to have another big day. This guy's legit. I'm buying in. I'm getting him everywhere I can. I'm sending trade offers. I want this guy. He just seems to fit what the Jags are doing, these kind of no-name guys that just get it done, and I, and I dig that. So big days for the rookies, uh, Minshew and or Burrow and Robinson, and uh, can the Bengals vets get going? We're looking for Mixon to kind of get back too. So Jags really miss Chark. Uh, hopefully have him back uh, this week, and I think they're back on track in a shootout with a, with a bunch of young guys in this game. Yeah, I mean, DJ not having DJ Chark was huge. I'm not worried about Minshew. Just get Chark back. That changes the whole offense. Uh, Robinson, I mean, who saw this coming? He really is good. He, like you said, he fits that offense so well. If, if he's he can pass catch, he can run, he can pass. But he's, he's doing everything they need him to do. Uh, this guy's legit. Uh, for me – uh, I know Travis. You said mixing season. I'm just not liking what I'm seeing, and it's not his fault. There's the line is not getting him the looks that he needs. I also want to see AJ Green at 100 percent because I mean he's so close to being right there. I just want to see it. Also, don't expect that from Higgins every week. That's not going to happen. AJ Green is going to start getting that. You know, I, I think you're right that Higgins won't get that every week, Ryan. 
I don't know that he won't start stealing some of AJ Green's share later in the season, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's definitely started to build some chemistry with Joe Burrow, but I'll tell you who's really built a lot of chemistry is Tyler Boyd. That man has gone off this season. I would, any chance I had to get Tyler Boyd, I'm all in on it. He's wide receiver 16 on the Bengals. I'm in. Um, Joe Mixon, like you said, a little bit less sold on it. That O-line just – they're doing well, – I, I was going to say they're doing okay with pass protection, but they're really not. Joe Burrow is also getting his ass kicked. Um, so it, it's just not pretty in the backfield there. Um, Jacksonville, I mean, you guys all know it. Minshew mania is strong. Bad weeks happen. He'll be fine. He'll bounce back. He'll have a correction, right, Chris? Um, James Robinson, stud. Um, maybe not a weekly guy, but I mean, hey, RB five. These some of these injuries this season have brought nobodies into, I mean, stardom. So, I mean, hey, if you have Chenault, Cole, um, you know, even with uh, Shark on the field, I'm still playing any of them. So this is where I'm going to jump in real quick, and I'm going to talk about something that doesn't matter right now, but then I'm going to get back to it. Right, Marco Ayala, one of our premier commenters and one of our original viewers uh man love you marco thank you for always tuning in and being part of the belly up bowl as well but tom and i are both playing against you in two different leagues and who is our quarterback in both these leagues gardner Minshew. yeah last week he didn't have a very good week and like i always say man the overcorrection is going to come this is going to be the week for Gardner where he gets it back on track and bounces back against you, Marco, in two different leagues, and you're going to have to face the Minshew Mania in two different leagues and lose to Gardner Minshew 2 and Bud Light in two different leagues. For the record, Marco, I know we uh, just made the deal. We do have a bet again, second bet of the season, $10 for the winner going to St. Jude, or uh, sorry, uh, the loser pays $10 to St. Jude's between me and Marco for our, uh, our game this week. Also, if y'all ever want to see something really funny, y'all can go to Facebook. I'm on Facebook, Christopher Pinto. You can follow me. You can look at it. My cover photo is actually of Marco and one of my other fraternity brothers, Gio. They've got a little movie deal going on. Y'all can check it out later. But I lost a bet to him. I took Lamar and the Falcons straight uh, – Lamar and the Ravens straight up versus – Patty Mahomes and the Chief. Yeah, I know, Ryan. I'm sorry. Look, I love Lamar. You know I love Lamar. You know I love J.K. Yeah, listen to me and Tom. Stop <laughs> the look, man. But, yes, I lost a bet to Marco as well, so my cover photo on Facebook is of him and one of my other fraternity brothers. Y'all go check it out. It's really funny. The movies will be debuting on Netflix here pretty soon. Getting back to the game, though, right? I, I told you I was going to come back to this. So, Minshew... And I'm going to talk about Higgins as well because, like Scott mentioned in the chat, Higgins is the real deal. I think so too, Scott. Um, and then agreeing with you too, Marco. Marco saw James Robinson and actually told me about James Robinson a couple weeks prior to me picking him up and beating Ryan in our own belly up league with James Robinson, putting out like 30 points on him. So Minshew, Higgins, I think they're going to do great. I'm going to just dive on to Higgins real quick. The Jags are allowing so many yards through the air, and Higgins is going to be the dude. This is what Joe Burrow is going to be looking for, not just 
tomorrow, but years down the road. So they're going to build a relationship together. So I think they're going to thrive. Um, speaking about thriving, guys, Thrive Fantasy. Uh, Come hashtag prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. Use promo code BELLYUP when you sign up today, and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. So download the Thrive Fantasy app today. We're going to keep it moving, guys. We're about at our 30-minute mark. So I'm going to talk about my hometown Houston Texans versus the 0-3 Minnesota Vikings, and they're both 0-3. I know, Scott, that you've texted me multiple times. The over-under on this game is going to be somewhere around 50 points. You got Kirk Cousins. You got Deshaun Watson. Jeez, right? Deshaun Watson has been a letdown up to this point. Quarterback 18 and about a 93.8 QBR. That's pretty bad for Deshaun. And not a lot on the ground. You got Dalvin Cook, who has been the workhorse for the Minnesota Vikings. And then you got David Johnson, who Billy called a workhorse really, really early in the season. And let's look at this, Billy. 90.3% of the snaps, 85.2 of the offensive shares. The dude is the workhorse for the Houston Texans, and he is the running back number 20 on the year in PPR formats and can only go up because he's going to get a bigger workload. The receivers are going down, right? Cooks, you got Fuller. Cobb is actually the highest-ranked wide receiver of the three. And on the opposing side, you got Adam Thielen, who is going to do Adam Thielen things. And then Justin Jefferson, who, out of the SEC, it just means a little bit more, right, Tom? Had a blow-up week last week. Just put him on the radar. Everyone is spending their fab on this kid. And then you got Jordan Aikens and Irv Smith Jr., all these guys are fantasy relevant. You're going to want to start most of these guys, and I'm going to even take a flyer on Justin Jefferson. Billy, uh, do you agree or disagree with me on at least the Justin Jefferson take? As yeah, so looking at the Vikings, their big been the only issue. Dalvin Cook is doing his thing, but uh, – only, only completing 59% of his passes, which is just not going to get it done, especially when they're taking deep shots off the play action. But the emergence of Justin Jackson last week, they moved him from the slot to the outside, and we saw the impact that it had. So I expect him to sit out there and play more. I think this is a real thing. I think Justin Jefferson's talent is really going to show through for the Vikings. I like this game. I'm not sure how many points are going to get scored, but I think Houston gets their offense back on track. Uh, might have everybody kind of healthy again. And I think David Johnson has a big one in this game. He's definitely someone that needs to be in your lineup. Um, he's going to have a huge afternoon uh, going against this Miami defense. And I, and I think uh, Sean Watson probably has a top five QB day as well. Yeah, I agree. I love Houston this week. Um, Houston will not be 0-4. can't remember who said that. But, no, they're going to win this game. Watson is – Houston's just better than what they've looked so far. Um so I'm high on Watson. I don't like Minnesota's defense all that much. Yeah, I am curious about uh, Jefferson. Can he can keep any of that up? I mean, this is probably good for Thielen. The other thing is Kyle Rudolph is a red zone target. Irv Smith hasn't really been utilized in the red zone too much, but y'all saw that excellent catch by Rudolph this week. He's capable of snagging those sweet little touchdowns. He may not get the volume, but, man, when you're getting a tight end, uh, if you're just looking for a guy and as a backup that can plug and play on the the week your guy's off, Rudolph is the guy I want, not Irv Smith. 
I mean, that's definitely fair. To be honest, with the depth at tight end this year, I'm avoiding both of them uh, unless I get real desperate for some reason. Um, but with that being said, uh, Aikens from Houston, it seems like there could be potential there if you really uh, you know, are looking for somebody. Uh, I mean, like we said, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson finally turned it on. We were waiting for it to happen week in and week out. It finally hit. Um, I mean, David Johnson, obviously, you're going to play. I'll be honest, the Houston wide receivers, they're spreading the ball around a lot, and it, it doesn't give me a ton of confidence in any of them. Like, it, definitely not wide receiver one, and they're barely wide receiver twos for me a lot of times, at least consistently. I just I don't have that confidence to say every week I can play them as a wide receiver two, and they're going to put up those numbers. Um, I mean, the closest people are uh, obviously Cobb and Fuller, but they're borderline. Um, other than that, the excuse me, the quarterbacks, even Deshaun Watson, I hate to say it, I almost wouldn't start him. Even if with Minnesota's defense being pretty bad, it's you're betting on a matchup here. He hasn't looked that great fantasy-wise this season. You're not wrong, and that pains me so much, Tom. Take us into our next game, Tom. I'm done with the Texans right now talking. I'm sad. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, next up, we got Seattle three and zero at Miami one and two. They just had to beat the Minstash. Uh, total points on this one fifty four. Uh, I'll be honest; I think it could go. I, I, I want to smash the over. You always want to smash the over, right, Ron? Smash the over. Smash the over. I mean, it's going to be the Russell Wilson show. Let's be honest. Ooh. Russell Wilson is a stud. Tyler Lockett, stud. DJ Met, or excuse me, DK Metcalf, stud. Um, Obviously, running back scenario for Seattle, less solid after this Cowboys game. Roll there. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Everyone. Everyone's injured. Um, tight end situation in Seattle, again, they just have too many. I'm not touching any of them. Uh, Fitzpatrick, uh, I'm not touching him against the Seattle defense. Not touching Jordan Howard, who we thought was going to be a pretty solid back for the, the Dolphins this year. The only people I really have interest in here are Mike Gusecki, who he's going to be uh, – yeah. The yeah. Ryan's guy. Ryan I mean, hey, I think you're going to see some up and down with him. He's going to have off weeks, but a lot of times he's going to have these huge weeks where he's putting up 15, 20 plus points. Miles um, Gaskin looking looking good. I do like him. Uh, I think you know, solid wide receiver too there. Um, and D- Devonte Parker is a flex, not a bad option as well. Sorry, I'm too busy over here laughing at our own resident taco, uh, Kai Kai over here, man. 
the dude is super funny. I'm sorry, guys. I just I, I got off track. Russell Wilson, like Scott said, yeah, MVP, man. The dude is lighting it up. Sierra on fire, right? But yeah, I want to talk about Miles Gaskins. The dude, essentially out of nowhere, right? Handles the workload for the team. The dude is, I mean, he's not in the top half of abated tackles, but he's still elusive. Um, his juke rating is 11, almost 12%. So he's juking some boys out there. And the Seattle defense has allowed four rushing touchdowns this year. They're pretty stout, though. It's 66.7 yards per game. So we'll have to see what Miles Gaskins can actually do this game. But agreeing with all y'all, I'm smashing the over on this, and Wilson's throwing it to everybody. I was so wrong. Our own Tristan, right? No, he had Dak in his lineup. But regardless, Wilson, get him in your lineups. You're not going to not start him, right, Billy? Yeah, Russell Wilson is just balling out of control this year. I mean, 14 touchdowns already is well well above anybody's pace, you know, among the the record setters. And judging by, you know, the injury bug in in Seattle, they're going to be relying on him again. Uh, You know, they're not going to hand the ball to Carlos Hyde as much and not going to use him the same way that they were using uh, Chris Carson. So, you know, that just tells me more of it to be on, uh, on, on Russell Wilson. So, I look for Lockett and DK both to have big days and, you know, maybe a Greg Olson sighting as well on the Seahawks side of things. As far as the Dolphins go, uh, Mike Gusecki is really the only pass catcher I'm interested in having position. And I'm, I'm starting to buy into Gaskin. I was kind of, you know, tempered back, fading him a bit, but he's averaging four yards of carries, getting the workload. We can get Jordan Howard to stop sniping all the one-yard touchdowns. Gaskin will have some pretty good value actually uh, right now he- heading into the second quarter of the season. So, um you pick Gaskin up, you're probably happy with the production you're getting, especially from the volume perspective. I think the points start to come, you know, as he starts to make some more plays and, and gets a little more comfortable in the offense. But uh, I think this is a blowout uh, Seattle's way. So garbage time points for the for the Dolphins. So I see no reason not to play him. Hey, yeah, I'm all about garbage time. Love it. I'm all about this matchup. Uh, I'm curious if Jamal Adam plays, but I honestly don't care. Uh, I want everything to do with Seattle. Uh, Travis was saying Carson might play if that's the case. First off, I, I feel like it needs to be said, the guy that tackled Carson and alligator rolled his foot should be suspended at least one game. That's ridiculous. Carol that, was terrible. Thing. that was terrible. That was terrible. I, I haven't seen anything like that. That's an intentional injury. But let's get back to fantasy. So, yeah, Carson playing is going to change a little bit for me, but not really that much because they're going to blow Miami's defense apart. They, they are just shredding everybody right now. The only thing is Miami is – this is the only week I might be low on Gaskin because Miami is just going to have to launch the ball all game long. So I am high on Devontae Parker and Preston Williams as well just because they're going to get beat. 54 might be what Seattle scores. So I'm curious. Miami's going to have to launch the ball all over the field. So I really – again, Jacecki is a no-brainer for me. And then Devontae Parker and Williams are guys I'm going to look for exposure to, and I'm just going to temper my expectations with Gaskin just a little bit because they're going to be behind from the get-go, and they're going to have to throw so if it's magic, it's a good option as well. Man, I love me some Fitzmagica. Fitzmagic actually won my father-in-law a little bit of money while he was in Vegas uh, this past weekend. Brian, take us over to the Steel Curtain and the Titans. Well, if this game even plays, I mean, this has been – here we go, guys. This is 2020 for us. We'll see what happens. I'm hopeful for a Monday or Tuesday game so it won't affect their fantasy seasons. But everybody needs to be ready to have guys – this game might not play. This might turn into an off week. So 
The guys I'm looking at, obviously, this game is so loaded with talent as far as fantasy goes. Two, three, and O teams. The 47-5 over under. I'm going to go with the over. I think these defenses are both okay, but I think these offenses are better than that. So I want my share of really outside of Henry is going to have a hard time getting going against this defense. But otherwise, I love some Corey Davis. I love some Johnny. I love Connor. I love Juju. I'll take Ben and Tannehill. Man, Tannehill has been awesome this year. People, yes. who, weren't, people who weren't buying it, they were saying it was fluky. I'm starting to wonder if it was just not playing for Adam Gase, and he's a lot better than we thought he was. So, yeah, I, I like yeah, to go this we've game. We've seen him in person. We've seen yeah. Tannehill play wide receiver and catch yep. a bomb pass from Stephen McGee. That fast sucker. He's so fast. <laughs> Tom, what are you thinking about this game? I'll tell you what. I mean, Tannehill, I'm not going to say he's he's the truth. He's not, you know, a stud. But what we've talked about before, he doesn't turn the ball over a lot. He makes good decisions. He keeps the ball moving down the field and scores points by doing that. So he's I mean, a quarterback. That's all the uh, – he's a good quarterback. But he's not – He's not carrying a team. He's not, you know, launching bombs to win games on 80-yard touchdowns. It's, you know, six, seven, ten yards at a time. It's it's not these huge chunk plays. It's they're methodical in moving the ball down the field. But, hey, that gets him fantasy points. And guess what? It gets his receivers and his running backs fantasy point, points as well, especially in PPR leagues. I mean, A.J. Brown, if he's healthy, he's a play. Uh, Corey Davis has been killing it without A.J. Brown. And even uh, Adam Humphreys, not a bad option as long as A.J. Brown's not on the field. Um, but the biggest, biggest point of all on Tennessee, Jonu Smith, if you have him, you're playing him. Uh, except for me, apparently, we talked about pre-show. I don't know if I'm going to be playing him or not because I have Ertz. And, uh, you're a homer. I'm a homer. I know. I, I'm the same way, so I don't hate you, Tom. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I haven't. I haven't decided. But um, I mean, on the other side, though, Big Ben, James Conner, eh, not not bad. But the the stars of this show to me, Juju Smith Schuster, having a great year. But the long play is Chase Claypool. Half point PPR, the wide receiver, forty six. Big Ben's gonna love him. Big, pretty fast target. He can play in the red zone. He can play down the field. It doesn't matter. That's going to be one of Big Ben's favorite targets. I'm calling it now. Chris? I mean, yeah, I don't disagree with anything you said about Chase Claypool. The dude is a beast, and he's got talent. Um, yeah, James Conner, though, he kind of he kind of punched me in the face, right? Because I was not about James Conner in the offseason at all. And, I mean, right now he's the running back seven of the week, right? I mean, PPR format, obviously, but he's healthy. He's out there. He's 67% of snaps over six or close to 60% of the, of the shares. He broke a hundred yard game last week and he's still catching passes. He's elusive. He's James Connor rocking the, rocking the mic. Right. And now he faces Tennessee. Who's allowed 25 points almost uh, per game. And out of their 10 touchdowns, Three. So they're kind of they're kind of stout, but they've allowed 166 yards per game to running backs. So if James Conner stays healthy, I love James Conner in this game, man. And like we've talked about, I don't know if we could tout this guy even more, right, Travis? Uh, Travis, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to start breaking news for us because uh, he's got a lot of following about this. But Johnu Smith, man, tight end number eight on the week. 
25 routes ran last week, targeting the end zone once, but five out of eight catches, man. And that's a bad week for this cat, right? The dude is, he's like Delaney Walker 3.0, lawnmower 3.0. Shout out to Manscaped. Thank you so much. Uh, but the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are allowing 19.3 points per game. And out of their seven touchdowns they've allowed, six of them have come from a receiving touchdown. So I'm looking at John New, especially if A.J. Brown can't play, to just have a blow-up game, man. I love John New in this. Uh, hold on. We got this guy right here. Our late-breaking guy. We're talking about John New, right? He has been such a beast. Billy, what do you think, man? Who do you have in this game? You're looking at the the over-under at 47.5. I kind of feel like this game is going to go under. These are two really good teams with good defenses, and both of them are going to want to control the ball. I really like the Johnny Smith aspect of the Titans offense. He's looking really good with those guys, and I think when A.J. Brown gets back, the Titans are going to be a real issue on offense for a team that we generally kind of you know dismiss and kind of think they're boring, but they're not going to be boring. Corey Davis is playing good football. Johnny Smith is looking really good, and Honestly, I, I don't think uh, when A.J. Brown comes back, it hurts anybody. I think Tannehill just continues the ball. Uh, been a little underwhelmed with Derrick Henry, and I think uh, in this game the Steelers are only allowing 2.3 yards uh, per carry. That's, that's not real good, and we haven't seen uh, Derrick Henry getting a whole lot of yards per carry either. So uh, I, I see the Steelers staying at the line of scrimmage, getting him to, to stop his feet and attack, and, and, and I think it's going to be uh, on Tannehill's shoulders in this one. But – I like Pittsburgh. I like their guys. I think they'll they'll do fine. Um, the interesting thing, Tom brought up Chase Claypool. He's second on the team receiving yards, and he only has nine targets on the year. So as the year goes, if you're in need of a guy, get Chase Claypool on your offense. He's a big play waiting to happen. The Steelers love him. And and with some guys banged up in that receiving core, uh, I, I see his role starting to expand. And, you know, it could be this week against Tennessee that he's the forgotten guy on the back end, kind of like, uh, like McCall Hardman last week. So, I think this game could be exciting. I don't look for a lot of scoring, so temper expectations. A lot of yardage, maybe not so many points. That's fair, man. You guys got anything hey, else? Well, with half of us being from Texas and a bunch of our fans being Cowboys fans and Eagles haters, Billy, I couldn't think of another person that would sh- that should just take us into this game for, I mean, a Baker Mayfield-led Browns versus the Dak attack. Of the Cowboys. Take us into this game, Billy. This game is actually kind of an exciting one. Cleveland's the winning team. Dallas has the losing record, which totally doesn't make sense for our expectations coming into 2020. And uh, you want to talk about a 2020-esque situation. The Browns 2-1, and one, the Cowboys 1-2. and two. Coming in, Cleveland's allowing the six most fantasy points to wide receivers. I feel like Dak's going to eat again. Play your Cowboys receivers. Uh, and it's, they're giving up the 10th most to quarterbacks. So, um Dallas has given up the third most points to quarterbacks and the second most points to running backs, ninth most points to tight ends. This is a fantasy heaven matchup. Uh, and, and I like Hunt over Chubb in this one. I, I feel like the game script's going to kind of favor the passing game. But, but I think Chubb could have a huge game as well just in the game flow. Uh, I like a lot of points, over 54. I think OBJ might have a breakout. He hasn't had more than four receptions in a game yet this year. And uh, we'll keep an eye on that Cedric Wilson breakout from last week uh, and see if that was a bluff or something we need to keep an eye on. Ryan, you're on mute. 
Sorry, guys. It's all about Dak. We're live, so it happens every now and then. It's happened to me, so it's okay. It's all about Dak. I, I'm playing him. I've come to realize you cannot pin down which one of those wide receivers for Dallas is going to be the guy this year. Uh, Cooper has been consistent as far as the target share. But, I mean, Gallup last week, it could be Lamb. God, it could be Dalton Schultz. could be Zeke. You never know who's going to be feasting in that passing game. So I'm a little bit iffy on which guys. As far as Cleveland, uh, I'm curious to see what Baker does against this defense, which is really not that great. And I like Chubb and Hunt. They have been pounding Chubb, and I don't see – even if they get behind early, they're going to still feed that beast because he has been eaten. Uh, to me, he's the closest thing to Zeke that they're going to see. He's just so talented. So I like uh, – I don't want any of the receivers just because I know they're going to try to throw, but I don't think they're going to be able to really. They're going to have to win with Chubb and Hunt. And uh, I think they can, but I, I assume that the Cowboys are probably going to win this one. Yeah, I mean, I don't love any of the receivers in uh, in Cleveland in this game. I mean, OBJ, wide receiver 28, half point. It's it's underwhelming for what you want from these guys. Jarvis Landry, wide receiver 62. God. It's it's not good. Um, and even David Njoku – Tight end 29. It, it's not pretty for anybody catching the ball. Mayfield hasn't looked great at quarterback. So pound the ball with Chubb and Hunt. If you have either of them, I think they'll both do well, but it's solely because they're going to be running the ball over and over and over. Um, I mean, Dak, great game against Seattle other than you know a couple of turnovers. He's not going to have that many passing yards a week every week. It's not going to happen. You know, you can't set the expectation up here. He, he can play great and there's going to be an offense that puts up yardage, but it's not going to be at that level week in and week out. Um, but with that being said, still a very startable quarterback. Same thing. Zeke at running back. He's going to get his touches. He's going to get touchdowns. Um, Dalton Schultz moving his way up towards that tight end one, uh, you know, area. Um, and then I'll tell you who, surprised me this past week from them and somebody to maybe keep an eye on if you have a deep bench uh they might get injuries at receiver cedric wilson cedric wilson is a guy that if you're in a keeper league or you're in you're in something that has a huge bench that you can fit him onto, pick him up storm there because he looked good last week so you talking about you and marco ayala agree on something for once hey it happens i know <laughs> well, you know, both of y'all being the uh, the NFC guys, you are. That's fair. Y'all watch a lot of that stuff, so that's fine. Yeah, he is a beast, right, Marco? I'm talking about Alden Smith, who, yeah, I picked him up in the fantasy or the uh, fantasy and frames tournament. Hopefully, he can start my D line for me. Kareem Hunt, man, I've been touting this guy for the longest. Ryan and Tom, Tom has probably seen me argue about this guy the longest, and I get really passionate about Kareem Hunt. But regardless, Kareem Hunt will have a great week this week. It He doesn't need a huge workload to score points because they utilize him with his talent and what he can do. I mean, two catches – Three targets, 18 yards, not very good. But in the red zone for a touchdown, he makes guys miss. He's elusive. We've all seen what he can do. If he was on any other team, he'd be the starting running back and be scoring you a ton of fancy points. This week is the week as well for C.D. Lamb, okay? C.D. Lamb will end up in the end zone this week for sure maybe even twice against this Cleveland Browns defense. 
Cleveland Browns defense has allowed 30 points to wide receivers. Out of their 11 touchdowns, guys, eight of them have been passing touchdowns at 253 yards per game. CeeDee Lamb is going to get in the end zone this week, and it's going to be great. You know why? It's going to be like a Kenny G-type touchdown, too, where it's like not a busted play, but the dude just shows athletic ability and beats the corner. Dak throws it to him, and oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, Marco CD, right? And just, it just looks good. It sounds good. Troy Aikman's good. Joe Buck is good. And it's almost like music to your ears, right? When you see that pass and you're like, boom, touchdown. And you see CD Lamb streaking in there. You could even call it like Kenny G jazz music, guys. Speaking about jazz, jazz sports, but golly, right? Check out one of our newest sponsors, Jazz Sportsbook and Casino. They have a ton of great features like same-day payouts, live streaming, live betting, and almost 24-7 availability. Use the hashtag promo code BUS for like belly up sports. So BUS150 for 150% free play up to 1K. And when you sign up, go to jazzsports.ag today. Um, we're almost at the hour mark, guys. So we're going to just move us in to Killer Kyler versus the terrible Teddy Bridgewaters, right? Arizona's yes. two and one, Carolina one and two, a 51 point over under in this game, right? So pretty good. Kyler, Teddy, you got Kenyon, you got Mike Davis, 2020 running back, right? You got Nuke, Larry Legend, maybe Christian Kirk comes back, but Andy, Andy Isabella. Had a great game last week. And then a guy, two guys actually on the opposite side who, being 2020, it kind of makes sense. But before the season even started where you were drafting these guys, you could flip them, right? DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. DJ Moore has let people down, and Robbie Anderson has almost won people championships in his first four weeks. So starting with Killer Kyler, right? QB4, Teddy Bridgewater, QB23. You want all of Kyler. You want nothing to do with Teddy. Kenyon Drake is going to score you points here pretty soon. He, Yeah, he's the running back 27. He's elusive, though. They're using him in the goal line. They're targeting him. He's going to get it done, right? He's going to – it's just going to be put together here pretty soon. Mike Davis. If you got Mike Davis and you don't – and you're not the CMC owner, you're living large, right? Against Marco, I've got Mike Davis, but I am the CMC owner, and I spent a bunch of stuff on him, so – not so good. Wide receivers all around, though. I just want to – everyone knows about the wide receivers in this game. Andy Isabel last week, four for four for 47 and two touchdowns, a week three special. That could be an almost an overcorrection for him because people touted him as being the best option in Dynasty to get. So we'll see if this continues if Christian Kirk doesn't play. But this is what I really want to talk about with you guys, right? I, I'm even going to skip the tight ends, Tom, because I know you want to talk about Ian Thomas because that's your guy. And he should break out. But the two guys I want to harp on, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. DJ Moore was touted as like a top a top 10 wide receiver, and Robbie Anderson was thrown to the wayside. Billy knows. Ryan knows. Tom knows. And even Coach Ayala in the chat knows. Chemistry and a team-building thing is so much more in football. 
you got your head coach who got you to the team and everyone was doubting Robbie Anderson. He's the wide receiver eight. He's ran 105 routes and four of those routes have been targets to him in the end zone. 78% snap count. Dude is on fire. I'm sorry for everyone who drafted DJ Moore over Julio, but I'm not because I was always a Robbie Anderson guy. And I'll get off my high horse, Billy. You take us down from here, right? <laughs> the Carolina side of things is ugly. I mean, Robbie Anderson's he's been great so far, but uh, I'm not sure how comfortable I am leaning on him, you know, into the season. Teddy Bridgewater's kind of outperformed my expectations from a yardage standpoint. But without um, you know, Christian McCaffrey, I, I'm, I have real concerns about um, week in, week out, how the, how the Panthers are going to play. Uh, Mike Evans is getting a ton of targets in the passing game. Gives him some standalone value in PPR, but uh, I'm fortunate I'm not in a position in 2020 where I'm rostering him and, and having to start him yet. And as far as the Cardinals go, I'm I'm loving uh, I'm, I'm loving Kyler. The ground game's kind of keeping him afloat right now. He's not playing as well passing the ball, um, but but that's okay. It's going to get going. They really need a wide receiver too to break out. Kirk's kind of been that guy, but he's banged up, not getting healthy. Isabella's kind of been hit or miss, and almost nothing from the tight end position as well. I mean. Third in targets is the backup running back in Chase Edmonds, so that kind of tells you where where they're at for pass catchers right now. They needed DeAndre Hopkins, uh, you know, more than we think. I think, but uh, I like this matchup. I think this could be a pretty fun game. Uh, I think the the Panthers are going to have to air it out though, so probably more Robbie Anderson this week. And Travis, our guy Travis is right. It's the touchdowns really eliminating DJ Moore because he's getting the work. But you're right, Travis. You're right. I'm just – I'm a big – you know, I always give the juice to the Texas guys. Right, Ryan? I just got one thing to say. Did I draft any Carolina Panthers this year? No, no, no. None. <laughs> None. Don't want anything to do with them. And it's and it's not – it does not have to do with them, guys. It has to do with Teddy. I, I've been really impressed with the way the coaches have called these games. Uh, they've really been able to – help put him in positions to be successful. But I just – and, again, it has, it has less to do with him being a bad quarterback as it does have to do with him being a bad fantasy quarterback, which is what he is. You're going to see a huge Kyler rebound this week against this defense. Uh, the Hopkins injury would be concerning, but I suspect he plays. Arnold has looked pretty good, but Max Williams, is he coming back? That's who I thought initially. Uh, but I don't touch Carolina as like a golden rule for how I live my life. So I'm going to stay away from Carolina – for this week and probably every week, unless I have CMC, I don't want it. Uh, give me Kyler, huge bounce back. Really makes sense in uh, FanDuel and DraftKings this week. Heck yeah. Tom, what do you have to add to this, man? You're at – you might be – My bad. <laughs> I'm not going to Arizona. Uh, I mean, we all know what to expect out of that team. I think it's, it's pretty safe to – safe to say. Uh, what I will say is, number one, Anderson, absolute stud, especially guaranteed. If you have him, you know you drafted him well below his value. Um, and even you know DJ Moore, like, like we're saying, it's the touchdowns. That's the sole factor that's preventing him from being a top right, uh, excuse me, a top receiver like he should be. Um, yeah, Travis, you're absolutely right. Positive regression, heading his way, touchdowns will come. It, it's early in the year. They're figuring out there's a lot of new pieces to the offense, and you're also missing your biggest piece in CMC. I have faith that this is a team that's going to figure that out, 
And when we talk, you know, bad about Teddy Bridgewater, I don't think that it's necessarily justified. Is he a great fantasy quarterback? Probably not great, but I'll tell you what, we didn't think Ryan Tannehill was a great fantasy quarterback either. But to me, uh, for the last few years, (laughs) I mean, here's the thing though. It's, He's a game manager. He's not making these huge, massive plays, but he has the ability to complete passes at a high percentage. I mean, you look at him this year, he's got a 74% completion percentage. It's incredible. So if you're going to be completing the passes, yeah, he has two touchdowns and two interceptions. That's not necessarily a fault of his own, but more of play call in the red zone. So we'll see how they adjust without CMC, see if they start, you know, passing more in the red zone, or if they kind of lean on some of these guys that are nobody's at excuse me at running back. But I think that if you do start throwing in the red zone, that's when Ian Thomas also has his breakout and be- becomes a much bigger, uh, you know, fantasy relevant tight end. Yeah, I mean, you're spot on with that. And mentioning about running backs, this game should be nothing but running backs, right, Tom? The Colts and the Bears. I mean, you would think so, except that you, uh, you know. Oh, hang on, Ryan. We're gonna we're gonna go to Ryan. Yeah, I just wanted to comment when Travis was saying the touchdowns are gonna come. They didn't come last year when he had four. They didn't come the year before when he had two. He has six career touchdowns going into his third year. At what point is this Julio 2.0? And we realize what it is. We keep expecting these touchdowns to come. This is the third year in a row they haven't come. That's a trend. I mean, that is a trend. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong about that. I'm concerned about that. I mean, he's a great receiver, but he doesn't score at uh, all. Well, we give Travis a second to contemplate that before. We'll take a little break, right? Let's answer one of these questions, right? We see it down here from Marco Ayala, Coach Ayala from the Valley. Sorry, I was going to get into that. That's the game we're getting into. Oh, got you. Oh, son of a gun. I got you. Thank you, Tom, man. I knew we had your – I mean, we're a team, right, guys? That's yeah. what we do. Hey, man, Indy 2-1 and one going into Chicago, undefeated at 3-0. and oh. I don't think any of us would have guessed that going into the season. No offense to any Bears fans. Um, but uh, total points 45. To be honest, I'm probably going to take the under because I think that they'll be running a lot in this game. Uh, I think the clock's going to run a whole lot quicker. But uh, talking about the running back situation – if you see above my shoulder here, week four injury report, everybody, everyone in the NFL is hurt. Um, one of which is Tariq Cohen out with the ACL. So you are down a, a running back on the Bears. So I think it will be the David Montgomery show. He's RB22 and half point right now. I think that without Cohen there to kind of steal some uh, you know, time on the field, he's going to have a much bigger game. So uh, I would say expect to see a bigger game from him. Marco, what do you guys think about Nick Foles this week? I'll say this is somebody that he brought the first championship to my city. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Don't fool yourself. Nick Foles is the greatest backup of all time, but when he starts games in the regular season, it doesn't end well. He could have a good game or two here, but it's not going to last, and it's not worth the risk. If you really need somebody, sure, you could take the risk on him for a game or two, but don't plan him as a long-term option here. Uh, Give it a couple weeks, and you're going to see he's not starting anymore. Um, beyond that, though, I mean, Allen Robinson, you're going to start. Mo Alley Cox, please play him. Jonathan Taylor, please play him. Philip Rivers, uh, he and Drew Brees can't throw the ball more than 10 yards apparently now. Well, we knew that about Rivers, but also Drew Brees now. I mean, you're the one that let us know about Rivers' old noodle arm. But, yeah, Mo Alley Cox, man, the dude is a beast, right? Like, I'm talking about, like, a titan out there. Like, if you got, like, if I'm in Game of Thrones and someone's like, oh, challenge to the death, I'm getting Mo Alley Cox to be my dude that's going to fight for me, right? But that's besides the point. We're talking about fantasy football right here, right? So we talked about two running backs so far that I love in this game. I think it's going to be a duel between the two of them. I'm talking about David Montgomery, a.k.a. Monty, and then Jonathan Taylor, a.k.a. for everyone who's my age, JTT. And I'm not talking about Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I'm talking about Jonathan Taylor Touchdown. This is where I've dubbed this guy, JTT, Jonathan Taylor touchdown, man. The dude's touchdowns are about to start flowing in like a river. He ended last week as the running back 23, but against Chicago, who we saw Josh Jacobs last year just gash up, and this defense is not as good as last year. I think with this offensive line, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, ooh, sorry, I messed up, Jonathan Taylor touchdown, is about to go off against these guys, man. Just mark it down right now, JTT. Start him in DFS. Start him in your lineups. Put him over everybody because the Bears are allowing 21 points out of their six touchdowns. Four of them have come from rushing touchdowns. Let's add about two or three to that after the end of this weekend. And then Monty, man. Tariq Cohen going on IR is terrible, right? But that's 2020, like Tom mentioned. Everyone's injured. Who are you going to look to? You're going to look to Monty, especially with Nick Foles coming in. He's going to throw the ball, but Monty's going to get a good role. He's not going to get the same volume that he has gotten, but it's going to be better because not all snaps are equal. So I'm looking to JTT and Monty in this game. Um, Billy, I see your notes right here, man. They're pretty aligned with mine. So what do you have to add to this, brother? Oh, you know, the Colts, it's kind of funny. We're talking about a team that has a better defense than offense, which is totally backwards from what we've seen the last 20 years in in Indianapolis. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at at River stats, and they're actually pretty good, 78.3% completions. But for some reason, on the field, it looks so bad. Jonathan Taylor is is the guy you want in this offense right now. With Marlon Mack getting banged up, you know, he's just out there a few weeks earlier than we thought he would take a hold of that job. Uh, and outside of T.Y. Hilton, you know, there's no one really in this passing game you really want. Mo'Ally Cox has kind of eaten up most of the targets now. I'm liking the emergence of him. But T. 
T.Y.'s not getting it done either. So this Colts offense could really struggle against the Bears this week. And on the Bears side of things, uh, David Montgomery is definitely going to eat up the targets that were going to three cone in the passing game. I mean, that's why they drafted David Montgomery out of Iowa State was because he was a back that could play all three downs. Uh, Foles coming in, I like that a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure that uh, that Foles has really had a guy like Allen Robinson. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not sure Alshon Jeffrey is really Allen Robinson level. And and Jimmy Graham uh, sighting last week, and he looks good. He looks like he fits, and they're doing stuff with him that he's able to do. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Jimmy Graham can do. Tight end position, if you're struggling, he might be a guy to go snag and, and throw in your lineup. The Colts have uh, not allowed a whole lot on defense. I mean, they're playing really, really well, so I'm not sure you're very excited about anybody in this game uh, from a fantasy standpoint outside of the running backs. But, uh, you know, another guy I like, we had someone ask last week about Darnell Mooney. Uh, I think he could he could start taking some of this role from Anthony Miller if he doesn't start taking a little bit uh, better advantage of his opportunities because that kid is explosive and uh, Anthony Miller's missed some opportunities big here so it's a little bit of a different game I, I kind of like the under on this one I think it could be more of a, a knockdown drag out yeah Billy I think the under on this is really good but it wasn't last week it was just as soon as Sunday that you gave the knowledge to our Belly Up Fantasy viewers. Uh, I was doing my start sit, and I was like, even I was, like, I don't know who Daryl Mooney is. I mean, is he playing? And you came up with the uh, the fact checked real quick. So shout out to you, man. And it was just Sunday, so not last week. So you got it really quickly, man. So congrats to you, brother. Real quick, Ryan, before you take this in though, Marco. Unfortunately for you, sir, I had a note in my pocket. JTT at all costs in the fourth round. And yes, I have him in our league. So you will be facing Jonathan Taylor touchdown, sir. Ryan, take us away in this game, brother. I just have some kind of wild stats for you. Quarterback A, career record 26 and 22. He has a 63.1% completion percentage and a 59.3, or excuse me, uh, 59.3 season percentage. And he's 26 and 18 in the career. Quarterback B, quarterback B, right? 26 and 22, throws for 61.8% career and 55.2% this year. Quarterback A is Mitchell Trubisky. Quarterback B is Nick Foles. Trubisky has him in every statistical category virtually except for Super Bowls. So the problem I have is that Foles always looks good coming in. The defense isn't prepped for him. This defense is going to be prepping for him. Uh, This defense looked pretty freaking good last week. Uh, I am concerned about Foles, and I think we see Trubisky sooner rather than later. But I do like Montgomery this week. No Cohen. They're going to – I mean, who do they have else? I guess maybe some Patterson action. Uh, as far as Indy, again, I'm just going to focus on the run game in this. I do like Anthony Miller, but I'm going to focus on the run game. And then Mo Alley-Cax, like I said, there's nothing else I can say. Do you all have anything else on this one? Remember that Foles has ice in his veins and a big game, regular season. Ain't it. I agree. This is not the playoffs. Ryan, what, take us into the uh, the game with your least favorite quarterback now. And I'm out. That's, now. We just left the game a little bit ago with Teddy Bridgewater, so <laughs> I am okay. Uh, my, I, Lamar Jackson, I don't love him as the QB1. I think I had him as the QB5 or 6. He was still Super up there. Super He's low. Up. Hurt me. Higher than That's higher than he is right now, actually. I think I might have overrated him at 5 or 6. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I'm just joking. Obviously, he's, 
He's such a threat on the, on the ground. But this is going to be evisceration. This is not going to be close. They're pissed about getting embarrassed last week, and that's exactly what happened to them. The only guy I'm touching on Washington is Gibson because I see no reason why he gets less touches on a weekly basis. They're continuously building him up. He is the guy that we think he is. He just needs more time. He's going to come go crazy. I don't think this is the week for that, but I'm still playing him in my flex positions. Uh, I like Dobbins. They're going to get up early, and they're going to pound the ball. I think Dobbins is going to be the guy that feasts on that. And then Andrews had that bad touchdown drop. I'm sure that's bothering him. He's going to have a big game as well. But it's going to have to happen early because Baltimore is going to blast Washington, especially if Chase Young doesn't play. So, Ryan, you and I are of the same school of thought. Lamar can be a good quarterback. He's not the best, though. Uh, Mind you, QB 12. Quarterback 12 right now. Um, If they're – for where you drafted him. That's bad. That's yep. really bad. As far as the running back situation goes in Baltimore, listen, I never want players to get injured. That's not what I'm trying to say here. But if this is going to happen to somebody, Mark Ingram, let J.K. Dobbins get more touches and his value goes up so far, I think. it's. I mean, I, you got the running back 35 and the running back 42 and half point. It's – it's tough to look at that and say that if Dobbins gets more touches, he wouldn't increase far into the running back to pushing into running back, you know, towards running back one territory. Um, with that being said, receiver position in Baltimore, I'm not touching. I don't like any of them. The best option I think you have is Hollywood Brown just for some big play options, but that's a hope. It's a, it's a hope and a prayer. Um, Mark Andrews, obviously though, tight end 12 half point, you know, like you said, if, if he had that, Touchdown last week, he's probably tight end 10 uh, or better. So um, Washington, Gibson definitely looks like he is getting more and more workload, which I do like for the long term. I, I wouldn't necessarily start him, but good to see, you know, to have on your bench and, and try and hold on to. Um, Terry McLaurin, I mean, I, I think a lot of people forget about him, though. There's not a lot of other receivers on that team, so he's going to get volume. He's going to get touches. So PPR, he could be worth at least a flex, if not much more. So I'm going to piggyback off of one of of our commenters, Ashley, one of our great friends of the show, super cool. And she's actually leading in her division in our couples league where my wife and I are in against her. And she's leading her division at undefeated 3-0 with almost as many points as me but not there. So it's okay. But you're right, Ashley. Yeah, JK, man, I'm targeting this guy. He, like CD Lamb for me, he's about to explode. He's going to have another two-touchdown game. It's so crazy because when you watch JK play, the first game that he played where he got the two touchdowns and he had a down a downfield block for Lamar that essentially showed you his character, right? Game two... He was essentially a ghost. Last week, he had a crazy – if you didn't see it, he wasn't in the game until this wild play happened and Lamar, like, shovel pass, some crazy thing where a normal human or a normal football player would have just knocked the ball down or just not caught it. J.K. caught it and still ran and then almost gained the first down. The dude is lightning in a bottle, and I don't know why Harbaugh doesn't have him on the field. Whenever they have J.K. on the field, they do well. 
Yes, they were down by 17 points, and they went to JK instead of Ingram, instead of Gus Edwards, instead of whoever else is on their team. And I'm going to forego my whole speech on F1 McLaren. I'm just going to dive into JK. Get this guy on the field. When he is targeted at 15% of the time, right now he's four for four. He does not drop pass, even if Lamar is shoveling it to him. He's elusive. We've seen what he can do at Ohio State. We know that he's a Heisman runner-up. Get this guy in the game and let him score some touchdowns for you, right? Because the Washington football team is terrible. Just absolutely terrible. There's seven touchdowns against them this year. Six of them have come on the ground at almost 300 yards a game, which leads the league. Get J.K. into this game. Start him. Fire him up in your flex because he's scoring at least one for you. I'll get off the pedestal, Billy. I'll drink this Bud Light. What do you have for me? Uh, I think it's really unfortunate for the Washington football team that they have to play the Ravens after the beatdown they just took from the Chiefs last week. I mean, these guys are going to be pissed. And the Redskins, or the, sorry, the Washington football team, just not in a great position to take on these Ravens right now. I mean, the defense is incredible on the Baltimore side of things. And and the Redskins, these Washington football team, WFT, doesn't have a hope really going for them uh, right now. So. Uh, I think it's all Ravens all day in this one. I like the J.K. prediction. I mean, he just really hasn't gotten a, a real good shot at, at playtime. I mean, they're built, they're running in uh, Gus Edwards more than I'd like to see. Uh, that's kind of an odd duck there. You know, Mark Ingram is supposed to be the lead guy, but J.K. kind of taking over the job, and that's not what we've seen so far. So kind of confusing. But I think this is the week that all the Ravens uh, get back on track. Uh, no Chase Young on the other side of the ball. Uh, knocks that defense down another peg. So, um, yeah, all Ravens all day, and I'll take the over because I think Baltimore could score 40 of it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Not my turn yet. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. Billy, you're up, man. Uh, yeah. We're going to move on to the Giants and the Rams, right? Man, I'm a huge Rams fan. I saw your notes, Billy. Be gentle. <laughs> uh, well, uh, the New York Giants, they're, they're really struggling right now. I mean, they've got the 2020 bug uh, as bad as anybody with Saquon going down after almost no production uh, at the beginning of the season. Uh, Devontae Freeman bringing him in, I'm just not real excited about that. But uh, Darius Slayton has six-plus targets in each game. However, he's only caught 12 of his 22 targets, averaging 15 yards per catch. I'd like to see him start catching more of those targets. But at the same time, he needs some help. So for me, it's Slayton or Bust in New York. Evan Ingram's just based on his matchup, and I don't particularly like this one against the Rams this week. So uh, I'm fading all the Giants uh, against this Rams defense. Goff, you got to start him. 70% completion, and he's top 10 in yards and QBR. Where are the touchdown passes? He's only had five so far this year. And I think that this is going to be the week where he uh, tags on another three, maybe four, and uh, gets those numbers kind of up there with the with the guys he's really performing around. Henderson has been a godsend at running back to them. I mean, Week one, Malcolm Brown really tore the Eagles up. Hasn't looked the same since. He's got a little pinky injuries battling, which is kind of bad for running back. That, that's a really, really big deal for ball control and, and not fumbling. So uh, Akers has been out, and he's kind of losing his opportunity. Henderson's just kind of taking it and, and running with it. 5.7 yards of carry. He's catching the ball at the backfield. And uh, the usage just kind of looks like it's progressing for him. So uh, Cooper and Cup, uh, and, and then they're kind of the, you know, number one, number two targets. They're pretty even in the passing game as far as target share. 
and then Higby, uh, a little bit of a distant third, but Higby's got the three touchdowns to the wide receivers one. So I'd kind of like to see uh, Cup and Woods get back on track, get some touchdowns. And, uh, you know, in this one, I'm playing all my Rams. I'll take the over because I think the Giants will score some points, but I think the Rams might score at will. Yeah, Ryan, I know you uh, you're with me on this, the over, right? Yeah, I think so. I've been really disappointed in Daniel Jones, but there's so much stuff that's kind of out of his control between the Saquon injury and the really poor line play early on. Slayton exploded, and then it just doesn't seem like he's been that same guy since. But, man, I just know what he's capable of. Sign me up for more Slayton. I'm a glutton for punishment. I'll take it all day. Henderson has been exactly what we thought he could be last year with the dual threat, with the quick, evasive running back. He's really perfect for this offense. Uh, Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Bet Fred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. I will get a little bit of exposure to Henderson, but if Akers plays, I just kind of avoid that whole RB situation because it's kind of ugly, like you said, Malcolm Brown week one. Uh, until Henderson proves with a healthy Akers that he's still the guy, I'm going to hesitate to put too much stock in any of those guys, especially for DFS. Um, but no running backs from the Giants. I don't care if it's Devontae Freeman. I don't care if they sign Barry Sanders. That line is not good right now. Can't handle any sort of fantasy production. But there's going to be a lot of offense here. I'm definitely going to over. Uh, and I do like some Slayton. I, and again, with Cup and Woods, you're automatically starting them, period. Give me some Slayton. Give me some Henderson. And then figure out which other guys are going to be scoring this game because it's going to be high scoring. I mean, this is going to be a high scoring game on one side, right? The I don't general, know. New York I, might score. Their offense. I don't know. Beat. I'm not saying that they can't. I mean, Slayton is is a big play waiting to happen. Um, and if Sterling Shepard's healthy, he can be a big factor as well. But um, I mean, the guy I'm, I'm still just waiting on. I think all of us have or have been is Evan Ingram. My lord, tight end twenty six. I'm just waiting for the day that he actually shows the potential that he really has. Um, other than that, the Giants are just ugly. Don't start any of those running backs. If if Saquon could not run, you know, behind that line, nobody can. Uh, Fournette most likely out. Oh yeah, we saw. You know, that's going to be huge for Rojo uh, in the Tampa game. Um, that's Rams wild. Thank right. you, Travis. Travis is busting big news on our on our show. All over, <laughs> Love it. Love it. The best. Uh, no, Rams, though, like you said, you're starting golf. I, I hate to say it, I didn't think he was going to have a great year, but, hey, he is. Higby doing great. Woods doing great. Cup doing great. Um, I, I mean, I think Henderson's going to have a pretty big week, especially without 
you know, acres there to steal some of that. They, they were splitting between three guys in that backfield. Taking one out is only going to help the other two. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, wow. I mean, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of gutted right now with the Fournette news because I've got Fournette in a couple of leagues and you know, SEC type stuff. So you got to lead on him. But we'll talk about one of the SEC guys in this game, Darius Slayton, big play Slayton. Right? We talked about him a little bit. He's got to ascend this year. Or in this game, right? He's shown some big playability. Daniel Jones has to beat him the ball because they don't have Saquon. So hopefully Slay ascends this game and exploits this Rams defense, who's pretty pretty good uh, against wide receivers. But then on the opposite side, man, I'm obviously it's an instant fire up. But Cooper Cup, I mean, wide receiver eight last week, thirty two routes, two red zone targets. Him and Jared Goff shared a room during training camp with their rookies. You gotta like him. You plug him in, and then talk about Slayton, though. I mean, fourteen yards per target, essentially through the air. Ninety-eight point one percentage on the field. The dude is a beast. He's blocking. He's running routes. You gotta like a guy who's a team player. So it kind of comes down to. What do you want to prop these guys at, right? Like, are you going to say that they're going to block somebody and just knock them down? Or are they going to chop block someone? Are they going to catch the 40-yard touchdown pass? It's going to be pretty difficult to kind of gauge between these two guys. But I think both these guys have a shot to do everything I've essentially said, right? You can just prop it, right? Well, talking about propping, prop me, man. Prop me is a new innovative gaming platform and really first of its kind makes betting from person to person easier than ever. Download the app today, people, at PropMeLLC.com today. Use the code BellyUpFantasy and get get in on some fun games. I'm going to move us forward. We're almost at the 90-minute mark, right? But we're almost done, too. So we've been going kind of flying this week. It's pretty good. Uh, The 2-1 New England Patriots versus the undefeated Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs, one of the highest scoring games this week. 54 points almost. Ridiculous. I want pretty much everything to do with the Chiefs and a little bit to do with the Patriots, right? Excuse me. You got Cam Newton, who has done exceptional this year in a way that we didn't think he was going to do. They don't have a lot of design runs. He's just doing it, right? He's making it work with his legs. He's feeding his guys. He's throwing it to Julian Edelman. Obviously, Rex Burkhead last week had a huge week. Um, Tom and I will talk about that here in a second. But then you have Patrick Mahomes on the other side. He was just lighting it up. That's, you know, everyone's losing in 2020. Patrick Mahomes has essentially sacrificed everyone to win in 2020. The dude is on fire, right? And he's about to have a baby. So that's the best thing that you could do in the world. So congratulations to him and Brittany. Uh, but, right, ex- exactly right. But then you got Sony, you got Rex, you got Damian Harris, who just got signed up with the practice squad, who's activated. But then you have the team captain, James White, who's coming back. Who knows what these running backs are going to do? I don't want anything to do with these running backs except for James White in my flex. It's going to be a James White week. Then you go to Casey. We had a huge discussion about this, guys. Between the four of us on Monday Night Football about CEH, 
I saw some things that were really good, but he has not shown to be that running back that you want, right, Ryan? So I saw him beat Patrick Queen on a foot route, and it was amazing. Obviously, you're starting Julian Edelman, Tyreek Kill, and Travis Kelsey. I'm going to move on and let you guys kind of dive you know, dive into this, Billy. You're the first one. Go ahead and talk about it, but please talk about CH beating Patrick Queen on that wheel route. Yeah, so the Chiefs uh, really excited about Sammy Watkins. He seems to be holding on to that target share and, and kind of fitting it a little bit better than we've seen. So I think as the season goes on, Sammy Watkins might be someone to keep your eyes on. And the uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire woes, you know, I'm not buying it. His yards per carry has been down. He has two games with 20 or more carries out of the three. Uh, I kind of like that. And this guy out of the backfield, that's where his strength is. I mean, he, he's not going to be able to be covered by a linebacker. Uh, he, he's right along, right outside, yeah, Travis, that the RB12 range, right outside of the RB1 range, right at the back end of the RB1s. So just kind of where expectations were. But he was being drafted higher because everybody wants a piece of that Chiefs offense. Um Tyreek Hill has been steady from the wide receiver standpoint. Still, the Chiefs are kind of looking for that real wide receiver, too, and, and they're not getting a whole lot out of Tyreek other than just kind of steady plays. The big plays haven't been there this far this season. I think coming in for game plan for the Patriots, it's going to be all ball control for New England. They're going to be trying to run the ball, hand it off a lot, keep Mahomes and the boys down, and uh, try to make them have to put together some drives as well. So special teams and defense, it's going to be big, running the ball. So I kind of like Sonny Michelle, and but ultimately I don't feel like the Patriots are going to be able to keep up. Uh, the Chiefs win this one big after they uh, kind of just pull away, I feel like, in the second half. Yeah, I think I'm avoiding the Pats in this one. I think the Chiefs' defense is a little bit better than advertised. I think they're going to pummel Cam this week. This might be the week Cam goes down. I do see him getting hit a lot. I don't see the de- the receivers being able to get open against this defense. He's going to get sacked. They're going to have to run him to stay competitive early on. And, man, I think this is the week we might see Cam show the problems that, I mean, I know Tom has been talking about it too. He can't they, – they're going to nail him. As far as the Chiefs, this might be a week I actually do target CEH a bit or maybe even a sneaky Darrell Williams play because I think they get ahead and they try to pound the ball. And that's just not something that's in CEH's forte. So maybe D. Will gets a few more extra carries uh, as far as Tyreek goes, yeah, he hasn't been the spectacular wide receiver one potential guy we thought. But so much of what he contributes to that team is just opening up that offense and taking the top off. And Mahomes is going to take what's open. There are no defenders that can guard Tyreek one-on-one. Mahomes needs to realize that. Mahomes needs to get the ball to him a little bit more, honestly. But Tyreek is going to be fine because of what he can do in that offense. But give me, I'm also, I'm pretty impressed with Watkins, and I'm wondering how that affects Hardman long term because he was the guy we were more excited about rather than Watkins, and he just hasn't had the volume that I thought he would this year. Really, nobody in this offense has. Uh, it's just because Mahomes is so prolific. Everything is open all the time. What do you think, Tom? I mean, I think he nailed it. Like I've been saying, it's only a matter of time for Cam. And again, I don't like to say it, but 2020, it's going to happen. Uh, particularly to a guy like him. I mean, we look at three games in, he's at 35 rushing attempts for 149 yards. I mean, a 31-year-old quarterback, you don't want him running the ball 35 times in three games. No. That's how you get hurt. Um, and the, the issue arises when you look at his passing numbers comparatively. Aside from uh, week two, he hasn't – excuse me, week one passing completion percentage was good. 
Week two, he looked pretty decent. 397 yards, 68% completion percentage, uh, but only one touchdown, but also one interception. Week three against the Raiders, though, 60% completion for 162 yards, one touchdown, one interception. That's a bad week. That's not going to get any better against Kansas City. So, honestly, I'm avoiding Cam. I think you're right, Ryan. This could be the week that we see him, you know, have some some trouble and possibly go down. Um, I mean, hey, James White, if you have him, I'm all in on it. If he's healthy, yeah, me too. that's the guy to go with. He, they're going to pound the ball, hopefully not with Cam, uh, because they don't want the Chiefs to to be able to light it up like they do every other time. The one other person I want to touch on that uh, you know everyone's been talking about here, but we all know the Chiefs offense already. CEH, RB12, 13, depending on if you're full point or half point PPR. We talked about it before the season started, where he's getting drafted late first round. You gotta you have to take off the rose-colored glasses when it comes to this Chiefs offense sometimes. We all wanted CEH, we all wanted Watkins and Hardman. We haven't seen Hardman or Watkins. You know, Watkins is a flex receiver at this point. Hardman, not even that, unless you're in a pretty deep league. And CEH is a, an RB2, low-end RB1 that you're drafting late first round. We're really starting to see where people might have uh, overdrafted on some of these guys. Yeah, Tom. I mean, CEH, I mean, we saw what Travis's guy, Scott Fish, draft CEH in the spot five. Uh, in the ESPN week. So way too, way too early. I mean, I took him in, I think I took him in the seventh seat in, in one league and I'm feeling that really hard as opposed to taking Dalvin Cook. So that's my bad. Mm. I'm sorry. Tom, take us into this game right here that's got a huge fantasy implication because there's so many pieces in this game that you could use. There are. So Buffalo, uh, 3-0, going into Las Vegas, 2-1, total points 49.5. I'm hitting the over on this one, yeah. uh, personally. Um, I mean, Josh Allen has been absolutely killing it this season. I mean, we talked about it last week. I'll talk about it again every single week until he struggles. I mean, the guy is a stud so far this year. Um, still up in that you know low 70% completion percentage. I have zero issue with that. You know, that that's been his biggest so, uh, until he has a 50% completion percentage game. I think he'll be perfectly fine. Um, the running back situation, slightly less ideal. Singletary and Moss, I mean, they're both good, but it's can we get somebody to break out here as, as a true running back one from them? Um, but hey, Stefan Dig killing it. Uh, Smokey John Brown, that's what you call him, right, Chris? Hey, Smokey Brown, baby. Smokey Brown, not doing bad, not doing bad. Uh, wide receiver uh, 27 and Cole Beasley at wide receiver 30. They have three good receivers on this team, fantasy-wise at least. I don't know if I would call Cole Beasley and John Brown good receivers in the NFL. But, hey, they get the baby, job. that's all we care about. They get the job done. Um, Las Vegas, on the other hand, Derek Carr, I'm not starting him in fantasy, but I'll tell you what, with Josh Jacobs behind him, he's doing great. Darren Waller, incredible. And you could have, I mean, if Henry Ruggs plays, you have big play potential from a guy like that. I'm waiting on Edwards to have a big game as well. Uh, Hunter Renfro doing okay is a deep flex for you. Um, the guy that I hate that, you know, we saw him last week, Aguilar trying to make it Philly regret getting rid of him. 
it's not going to work, man. It's not going to work. Yeah, I mean, sorry, I had to correct our breaking news guy. Tyler Croft is the name, not Kraft. Kraft, doing on Patriots, regardless. Yeah, I mean, Devin Singletary really disappointed last week because I was a Devin Singletary truther this year because you could get him so late in the draft as a good running back uh, that you would hope that you saw what he could do last year. He flashed some great potential, but he never really scored, right? Now without Zach Moss this year or last week, they fed him three times in the red zone. He still did not complete it. Josh Allen had to do it. I mean, Josh Allen is the best running back on that team. I'm sorry, Devin Singletary. You're like, I'm going to say it, Ryan, and I know you're not going to like it. Devin Singletary, to me, is the better version of Antonio Gibson. I'm sorry. Sorry. But that's how I'm going to, that's where I'm going to plant my flag. That's what I'm going to say. Antonio Gibson is like Devin Singletary. And we'll move on forward because I'm going to talk about my boy Josh Jacobs. He's been my ride or die for three. For two seasons. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. And I took him at the 1.05 in the Ryder Bowl. Josh Jacobs is the absolute man, and he is projected right now to hit that 60 mark for receptions that he wanted. And he's probably going to exceed that and give you so much great return on where you drafted him, unless it was at the 1.05 like me. But he'll still probably be a top five back. I mean, against Buffalo, yeah, you don't really want to see it. Uh, but he's gonna he's gonna break out this game, and he didn't score last week against the Patriots. Buffalo, it's gonna happen. Uh, my notes are all against me right now, Billy, and I'm sorry. Why don't I just move on to you, and we'll just keep it all moving because we're moving quickly, right? Hey, the Bills—they are playing their asses off this year. Josh Allen, you want a stat? This guy's averaging 374 passing yards per game. From Josh Allen. We're not talking about Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. Josh Allen is completing over 70% of his passes, averaging 375 a game. Now, I, w- I was really kind of wondering how Diggs would fit in this offense, if he would kill uh, Smokey Brown's wide receiver two upside that he had last year. But it, it just goes. I love what the Bills are doing. Like you guys said, the running back situation, we saw what Singletary was by himself. So still holding out hope that uh, Zach Moss can take over but he has not looked not looked very good running the ball. I mean, averaging under three yards a carry, that's just not going to get it done uh, in the NFL. 
from the Raiders side of things, I mean, they're living in the twilight zone in their wide receiver room as well. Their top three guys coming into 2020 are now down, two high-hope rookies, and Darren Waller got completely taken out of the game last week in a game I told you to sit him as ballsy as that is. But when you have no other weapons, the Patriots are going to take away your number one guy, and they did just that with Waller. So looking at the, the Raiders, I like the Nelson Aguilar sighting. He had a touchdown last week. Uh, he's played some decent ball for the Eagles. I know he likes to drop passes and hit him right in the hands, but – He'll make the difficult catches, believe it or not. And they're going to have to lean on somebody. And Hunter Renfro siding has had a couple big games, uh, starting to get more and more of a target share. I think it's Hunter Renfro season. I know you agree with me too, Ryan. Tell them about it. Yeah, I mean, they're talking about Brian Edwards is out for this week too. So that just opens up everything that I want to see for Renfro as far as the target share. Uh, also, I like what it does for Waller. Waller is – I know, again, we talked about Buffalo is not the defense you want to see any of your guys matching up against, but they have really tanked in the second half of games where they're kind of beating up on teams. And in the second half, it comes back down to the wire. I mean, he, they barely beat the Rams. The Rams uh, mounted a huge comeback that Allen really had to be excellent on to win that game. Uh, the the, the uh, thing outside of the Raiders, because, again, the Bills is not the best matchup, but Renfro, give me some of that. I'm actually playing him in some of my DK lineups just because I just – the volume is going to be there. He looked good last week. Uh, but Dawson Knox coming back could be a big thing, and it doesn't just affect tight end or Croft. It also may affect John Brown, Cole Beasley, maybe even to a small extent Diggs. Because I've been watching them in the red zone, and I'm just looking there going, ah, because week one when Croft, uh, when Knox was healthy, missed him wide open in the end zone. Just missed him. Well, Allen has been much more consistent as the weeks have gone on. With Knox returning, that big-bodied athletic freak of nature, I want to see – Maybe not this week. I don't want some Dawson Knox exposure, but I'm going to tell you what, man. I told you on the beginning of the year, this guy is such a freak athlete. This is the Josh Allen that I was like, wow, if we can have this Josh Allen, Dawson Knox is going to be a monster. And then he had the concussion. So he comes back this week. Don't be shocked if he catches a touchdown. Uh, if he doesn't this week, he will next week because I'm telling you, this guy's a red zone freak of nature. Well, One quick thing. Are the Bills what we thought the Broncos would be? Yes. This team with a young quarterback with a lot of weapons. Yeah. I mean, it's I wouldn't have guessed it was gonna be the Broncos or excuse me, the Bills, but Josh Allen. You're right, yeah. Um, yeah. Like that's that's yeah. Oh, I'm gonna put this up. Travis, I mean, you're giving us such great stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this real quick for you, Travis, so we can get it on camera, so we can film it. But I'm gonna go back to this. For you, brother. Uh man. You're not wrong. I mean, y'all watch the DF show. If y'all tune into the DFS show, y'all would have known that I was such a big guy on Dawson Knox because of Ryan and his breakout year. But Tyler Croft comes in and scores a touchdown last week for like $0 on DraftKings. So if Dawson Knox is playing this week, 100% Ryan, he's scoring a touchdown. Like That's like my JK thing right here, man. So, let's move on, though, right, Billy? This game yeah. is, I mean, the highest of the week. Almost 58 points. You have Wait. the 0-3 Falcons and the – Come out. You skipped Philly. Right. You're right, Ryan. I was, I, was, I was too busy looking at this, these big points down here, man. Who wants to talk about Philadelphia, right, Tom? Nobody. Not this week. I'm, somehow I got this one, and I'm like, well – that's how the, the, that's put, how the cookie crumbles there, right, guys? I mean, that's how it the works. First, the first thing I put in my notes. Yeah, the first thing I put in my notes was yuck. 
I <laughs> honestly don't like this at all. Uh, Philly's line is still problematic still. Wentz is no longer the sure thing that we thought he would have. Uh, he thought he would be. I do love Miles Sanders. Uh, it doesn't seem to matter. He looked good last week. Uh, I think he goes off this week against a banged-up San Fran defense. Um, I want to start whatever the healthy back is that's going to be starting for San Francisco, but it's too early in the week to know who that is. Uh, is McKinnon going to be playing? Hey, I'll go Wilson. Is Mostert back? Just tell me who the guy is that's going to be the RB1. Play that dude against this. I, I just think they don't have a lot else. Uh, Ertz, obviously, is a big play for me. Debo, practicing this week. What's the word, Bird? Because he's a guy that I have a lot of exposure to. I want him. This is a matchup that I want him in. Uh, I don't think in the week one he plays he's going to get a high snap count, but I still think he's a touchdown waiting to happen. So when Debo comes back, this offense gets a lot more intriguing, uh, even without Garoppolo, because, I mean, what is he, some sort of all-pro quarterback? Not really. So for me, Sanders and Ertz, nobody else for Philly. And then the backfield, and it looks like Kittle's coming back too, so sign me up for some of that because there's just not a lot of weapons in this game. So if I can target the, the guys that I want to get here, it's not going to be very high scoring. 45-5, I'll take the under. Tom? I'll tell you what. Sanders, you nailed it. Ertz, you nailed it. Uh, George Kittle looks like he's going to be playing most likely. I'm playing him, like you said, whoever's starting a running back for San Fran. A couple places that I do think you might have missed a little bit, though. Number one, the Eagles line against the run looks very good, especially when you look at how banged up the San Francisco D-line is. I think that Sanders, even questionable, uh, most likely will play. But whoever's at running back for Philly will have a good game, even if it comes down to Boston Scott taking the majority of the snaps. Could have a solid game. But I think that the person that most people are going to forget about here, and I think that when you look at Philly's injury report, you have Alshon Jeffrey possibly coming back questionable, Deshaun Jackson questionable, um, Jalen Rieger out, J.J. Arthur-Whiteside questionable, but he doesn't do anything anyway. The person that Wentz is going to put the ball to, especially with Goddard out as well, is going to be Greg Ward. Yes. If you have a deep league, if you have like a 14-team league with flex, Greg Ward, I promise you. That is a man that Carson Wentz has talked endlessly about, the way that this guy sees the game as an ex-quarterback. He is his safety net. He has confidence in him. Greg Ward will be a good play in this game. I, I am putting that out there now. Yes. Chris? Greg Ward Jr., man. I mean, he's projected for so many points, and he's a trending guy on uh, on Sleeper. Oh, yeah. But uh, if y'all can see down here at the bottom, yeah, Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to be the guy. And you know what's so cool is when you, like, do research, and you're, like, putting your notes in, and you're like, oh, shit. Sorry, guys. You're like, oh, shoot. Other people are, like, looking at the same stuff I am. I got that number because Jeff Wilson Jr., is one of my guys for this week in this matchup between Philadelphia and San Francisco. Obviously, Miles Sanders is going to get the workload like Tom and everyone has said. So you're firing him up, no problem. But Jeff Wilson Jr., man, last year he was one of the guys that scored points for you, uh, and you didn't think he was going to do it. And then this year he's still there. You know how – the team loves to run multiple running backs and they don't like to have, I guess if you would call it like a, like a high end running back, like undrafted free agents, all that kind of stuff. Joe Wilson Jr. 
fits that mold. He's a big guy. He knows the playbook. He's a team player. But here's the issue, right, between Philadelphia and the 49ers. The Philadelphia, I'm sorry, yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles Eagles uh, are allowing two touchdowns. 50% of their touchdowns are coming from running touchdowns. 120 yards almost a game and close to a 40% share, right? So Jeff Wilson Jr. should have a good game. I'm with you, Travis. He's going to be the guy this week. He's going to be super cheap in DFS, and he might not get the huge workload, but he's going to score at least one, two touchdowns for you. So I'm rolling Jeff Wilson Jr. all day, right? Right, Billy? Yeah, I like Jeff Wilson Jr. too. He was a guy I kind of brought up at the beginning of the season and just some of our uh, chit-chatting around about the Niners running backs because he's just a guy that passes the eyeball test. I know we always talk about that, but uh, give it to me. And I like the pass catchers coming back. Kittle in this offense really kind of gives them that legitimate guy they can move around and, and make the defense give them the matchup they want, especially for the running game. So uh, him coming back is really big. Nick Mullins has played really good quarterback. I mean, he's completed 70% of his pass uh you know, not not too bad, not too shabby. So uh, I guess we'll, um, you know, not a whole lot to talk about here. Eagles, I like Miles Sanders, but uh, you guys want to move on to Atlanta and Green Bay? I think Ryan's going to talk about Jeff Ward Jr. Oh, or uh, Greg Ward. Greg Ward. Jeff Ward is his cousin. Yeah. Greg Ward. Uh, here's the thing, guys. He had 11 targets, eight catches, 72 yards, and a touchdown last year. Uh, last week, excuse They're me. They're not targets overall this year. Uh, what more do you have to see before you're like, that's the wide receiver one for the Philadelphia Eagles until further notice that kind of target share, that kind of production with the target share. I mean, nine yards per catch isn't how much time does Wentz have to get back there and throw how far downfield can Ward get? He's catching the ball. He's got, that was a 72% catch rate. He's got like an 80% catch this year. He has a 73.7% catch rate on the year. That is an excellent number. That's what you look for consistency wise. In fantasy, because of all these injuries, Greg Ward, yes, please. Uh, San Fran's D is banged up, and Greg Ward has done enough now for you to get him into your lineups, especially in DFS on these streaming plays. It's it's going to look like the end of 2019 where Greg Ward, yes. Aiden, ends, Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, those are the guys to go to if you're looking at Eagles players. Yes, agreed. Yeah, I really like this I'm going to put this on record real quick, Billy. When does Jalen Hurts come in? Jalen Hurts will not start for the Eagles this year. It's not, not going to happen. People okay. are overreacting. If you look at the stats, Carson Wentz over his first five years has played better than Drew Brees or Peyton Manning. People are overreacting to a couple poor games where really it's been a couple turnovers. People are meaning. Yeah, you. A couple turnovers have really decided the game. They're not far off. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's a couple plays here and there. You're not wrong. I really expect Wentz to get it together. I mean, part of it is when you have the guys out there that you're practicing with all summer, all camp, all of the mock preseason that we had, and everybody goes down, there's timing issues in the passing game, especially when Wentz doesn't have a whole lot of time to kind of sit back and reflect on what he's seeing and what's going on. You know, that that's kind of the issue right now. I, I think they get some things going, some packages to, to help Wentz out a little bit. And the emergence of Greg Ward, I, I really feel like, is a legitimate thing. And I think Wentz is going to go to him early and often. And Ertz is kind of the safety blanket. You know, he's he's out there. Goddard being hurt, kind of that kind of hurts. But they did sign Hakeem Butler today to bring him in as a tight end. Uh, he's a pretty good athlete. He's a good pass catcher. And he could be a guy that could they could have a red zone package for. 
they can help them out a little bit as well with a big body. Uh, so I don't think the Eagles are in bad of shape. I think the NFC East always gets a lot of pubs. So, you know, we're, we're with the ebbs and flows heavy uh, with the NFC East, in my opinion. But uh, Man, Billy, with all the uh, the wide receiver knowledge, the, with all the wide receiver knowledge you just gave us, let's move on forward to the Atlanta Falcons, who have three wide receivers who could possibly hit 1,000 yards. And then Green Bay, who has – at least two guys, in my mind, that could hit that mark. Uh, like I mentioned a couple minutes ago, this is a huge over-under uh, with 57.5 implied points. The 0-3 Falcons, who need to win, and the 3-0 and Green Bay Packers, who are hosting them at Lambeau. This should be nothing but fireworks, right? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, I'm hoping Julio plays Greg Ward or uh, Russell Gage a little banged up. Greg Ward on the mind here. Um, so, you know, I, I'd like to see those guys get back and, and Hayden Hurst do a little bit more here. But uh, the the Packers defense is good. It's not great. I like the over in this one. I do feel like Atlanta is going to be looking up at 0-4 and, and, and kind of trying to figure out why because, you know, they are playing well on offense. But uh, Atlanta, they're, they're giving up their top three most fantasy points to quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends. But they are number 21 against the running backs. But with the way Aaron Jones has been playing, I don't think that, uh, that that's a very good sign for them regardless. I mean, Aaron Jones is second on the team in targets. Lazard's breaking out. MVS has had, you know, one catch or two catches here or there, um, you know, from, from being really productive already this year. So, um, Aaron Jones trained for me, Rogers Lazard. We had a letdown from MVS last week, but sooner or later, I think he's going to bounce back. He's getting opportunities. He's dropped three touchdowns this year already or stepped out of bounds on another one. Uh, it's sooner or later, the production is going to be there, even though the production last week was pretty pathetic, but Packers roll on this one. I'll take the over green Bay. Just looks a step above what they did last week. Uh, they're legitimate. I like green Bay in this one. Yeah. Rogers all day, baby. He might be QB one this week. Uh, also, Adams may be playing. We're still kind of waiting. They said he might have been able to play last week, but the short week, they didn't want to rush it. So I think he should be healthy coming in. They're going to toast Atlanta up and down the field. This is going to be so high scoring. Uh, over on the 57-5, Lazard is the wide receiver too. We've seen enough now to know that that's the guy we kind of want to target. It doesn't mean we can't target MBS as well, but Lazard definitely looks like the more consistent option, at least up to this point. Aaron Jones, free that man. He's going to bust up on Atlanta through the air on the ground. Uh, I still would love some Matt Ryan exposure because they're just going to be scored on all day and they're going to have to score back. Really, this reminds me a lot of the Dallas and Seattle game from last week as far as two offenses that are going to light up the scoreboard. Uh, I really want to see if Julio doesn't play, what kind of retention really is going to get. Does Gage play? How's that hierarchy move down the list? So with more Julio information, we'll be, have a more clear thing. I'm concerned about Todd Gurley. He looked slow last week. He looked old last week. He looked like he had bad knees last week. And Brian Hill looked better. Now, hey, I'm not saying sell Gurley. I am saying you better nab Brian Hill if you have Gurley because he goes down. Hill's going to get a massive amount of touches. And he's looked pretty solid this year. But exposure to everybody start the wide receiver twos and threes in this team, it's going to go crazy. Tom? Yeah, Gurley is my biggest thing here. He scares the living hell out of me. I mean, he's half point RB23. I mean, you look over three games. 
I mean, 49 rushes for 197 yards, that's it. Mm. It's not a strong start to the season for him. So, um, and he's not getting the touchdowns either. That's the, yeah, that's really killing him here. So, uh, not big on Gurley. You look at the injury report with Julio Jones and Russell Gage questionable. Russell Gage, uh, Travis pointed out he got concussion. Will he play? If though, if either of those guys aren't playing, this is going to be a rough game for Atlanta against Green Bay. I mean, I'm all in on Green Bay here. Play everyone you got. Um, even Robert Tonya uh, Tanyan. I don't, Tanyan. I don't know how to say it. Tanyan. Not a bad option there at tight end for him. Our tight end 18 right now. It's not, it's not terrible, especially for a Green Bay tight end. Um, but I'll tell you what, Alan Lazard, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, all studs. If uh, either one of those receivers don't play for Atlanta, this could get ugly quick. Man, yeah, I mean, it, it was wild to see what happened without Julio last week, as Ridley has been, like, essentially the number one wide receiver in terms of fantasy points for that team. Uh, and then you look at the other side, you've got Aaron Jones, who, you know, hashtag free Aaron Jones, the, the UTEP minor, give the juice to the Texas guys, like I always say. Aaron Rodgers loves this guy. They essentially fired a head coach for this guy. Aaron Jones will be the man all day, every day. The whole A.J. Dillon hype has finally been put to rest. And I don't need to say any more about that because Aaron Jones is the man. Uh, There's a lot of smack talk talking about this. Uh, We're almost at two hours, so I'm not going to go into a lot of in-depth about this. But I'm going to start Calvin Ridley. I'm going to start Aaron Jones. Like all my guys have talked about, Alan Lazard, a.k.a. the Lazard King. And then MBS in your deeper leagues, just starting them no matter what. And there's going to be a lot of smack talking about this game, especially being a 58-point over-under. Um, but what you want to do with the smack talk, guys, you want to commemorate your league winner, right, in the best possible way. At Trophy Smack creates trophies, belts, rings with free engraving and shipping. And now you can get a free ring with the purchase of your trophy or belt using the promo code hashtag bellyup. Guys, bellyup fantasy is trying to bring you all sorts of different things for your leagues to get you the the better cost on everything. So go to Trophy Smack, use our promo code, go to Manscaped, use the promo code, use all of our promo codes all across the board, right? And now I want to turn it over to two engines of our team, guys. Like, y'all see me all the time on social media, but these guys give me everything. Billy and Ryan, they're running our St. Jude Belly Up Bowl that has so many people in it. We're donating to St. Jude's for a great cause. They're keeping track of scores, of percentages, of who's getting traded, and then obviously our high scores of the week um, because that's super fun, right, guys? You're in a big tournament because you want to see who's the best between everybody. Billy, Ryan, let everyone know what's going on with the St. Jude Belly Up Bowl because it's hopping right now. Yeah, heading into week four, a lot of uh, high scores uh, um, in, in each division. Trying to get mine loaded up here to kind of give you an update on the Lawrence Phillips division, but sleepers being a pain. But 
Uh, I'm two and one, doing all right. Had a loss uh, week two, thanks to nothing out of uh, Emmanuel Sanders in New Orleans. But uh, we got a lot of fun stuff next week. Hopefully, some uh, playoff outlook and things like that going on. Uh, Ryan, I'll let you take it away for the points update. All right, man. Uh, so we start off with obviously Jamarcus Russell. We got at Chairman Fantasy in first place at three and zero with four hundred eleven point three two total points. The weekly high score was at Berthadon. Uh, his team name is Fandirt.com Dirtbags, and he had a one fifty point eight. Then we wow. moved to Kajana. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good score. When we moved to Kajana Carter, uh, the high point in that is Good Time Junkie. He's a three and zero with four thirty seven point zero two. The he weekly is a, score. Uh, a long time fan of Belly Up Fantasy. Thank yeah. you, Michael Lowe. And then the weekly score is at Gus Brand, who scored a one forty four seventy four this week. Now we're at Billy's Division, Lauren Phillips. We have at Brelo was a 3-0 with a 411.82. And he was a weekly top scorer with 146.44. Then we moved to Pinto's Division, Money Manziel. I don't know how to say this guy's name because he doesn't like vowels. It's, but it's he's the Raider? I'm sorry. It's a Raider clan. I'm seeing R-V-I-D-X-R-L-K-L-V-N. It, yep. He, he let us know in the chat it's a Raider clan. Raider Clan. So Raider Clan is 3-0 with a 405.18. He's also the weekly top scorer with a 151.64. Then we move on to Roberto Aguayo. And we have Russ J75. His name is the Killer Cardinals. He's 3-0 with a 433.74. And he was also the weekly high scorer with 150.5. Then we move on to Ryan Leaf, JP Segura. He's 3-0 with 304.92. The weekly top score, which was the high score of all divisions, is our very own at K. Wilsey, Kevin Wilson with a 161.36 high score. Nicely done, Kevin. He's popping out weekly articles. Check him out. He, uh, he had the high score for every division this week. Then we move on to the Boz division, and that's Titan Fans 88. Great name, dude. His team name is Beating Goff, and he's 3-0 and with a 413.30. The weekly high score, yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm hoping Broken Butthole is nowhere near the top right now. Come on, dude. Get on your game. I miss you. We uh, the the weekly score is a shout-out to our boy from the Ryder Bowl, at Matty Leo with the 132.12 was the high score there. Nicely done, Matt. Uh, the Tim Couch, we got our own Nate Dog, Big Blue 225, is 3-0 with 404.82. He was also the high score this week with a 144.24. Nicely done, Nasty Nate doing work in first place in Tim Couch division, for what that's worth. And then we have Tim Tebow, my division, uh, at Maker's Mark with a 455.1, which is the highest cumulative score of all divisions. Of course it is. Uh, I played him. He's beaten me. I played – I have the most points scored against me of every team in every single division. I've had terrible matchups. <laughs> The weekly high score. The weekly high score. It's it's terrible. The weekly high score at Mafia Affiliated, which was of course my matchup this week. Uh, the name is the Ballin Experience. Dropped a one fifty one seventy eight on my one forty this week. Not happy about it. Uh, then we move on to Tony Mandarich, which is at Steph Lynn. Is three and zero with a four thirty eight ninety two. She also had a weekly score of one fifty three eighty four. Yeah, that's a pretty big week. And then we're almost done, guys. Bear with us. Trent Richardson, we have at video game. He's 3-0 with a 398.2 score, and he scored 154-24 this week. Last but not least, Troy Williamson. This is the only division that doesn't have somebody undefeated in it right now. 
The yeah. winner, the leader right now is at Sorry Julio, who's two and one, but he's dropped a whopping 421.62 points, including a 153 bomb this week. So there was a little less scoring this week than there was last week, but it was still a pretty high scoring week for some of you guys. Man, uh, yeah, that's wild. We'll keep everybody updated about that. Ryan is working on something for our website uh, that will keep it going and uh, hopefully be more, I guess, interactive. We'll have yeah, to well, about that. We'll I want to make it to where they can about it. We don't want to give them all yeah. the information, right? That's true. That's true. Surprise. Keep on following us. Uh, we're almost at the, I mean, geez, we're going to be at two hours after everything has been said and done. So thank you so much for everyone who has watched us the entire two hours. Tom, you started off Ryan, Billy, follow him. Where can they follow you out? What are you working on? And thank everyone who's always been watching us, man, because it wouldn't be for them. We would not be here. Yeah, man. Uh, no, we appreciate everyone you know that listens to us, watches us on Facebook, on Twitter, all that. Uh, feel free to check me out uh, at BellyUpTom on Twitter. Let me know who you think uh, is going to be next on the injury report because it's going to happen. There's been way too many of them. Um, and then at BellyUpFootball, make sure you follow us there at BellyUpFantasy, obviously, uh, across the board uh, at BellyUpAnything. Yeah, uh, you can find me at Real Ryan Hicks on Twitter. I'm going to be starting a new series this week I'm pretty excited about. I'm just going to hint it. I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but it'll be a new weekly thing for me. Uh, obviously, I'll be keeping up. I'm, uh, most of us are in every single uh, belly up division, so holler at us if you've got any questions, you want us to talk about anything on the show, uh, or if you just want to talk smack to us because you're better than us right now in the league. Don't get used to that, but it's going to happen for a little bit. But, yeah, that's where you can find me. I'll be doing weekly stuff every week and just staying up on this grind, winning the shit, man. I still need that trophy. Yeah, check me out at BWIT24 on Twitter. I uh, got your weekly start and sit, so hit me up. Let me know if I helped you or hurt you. Uh, let me know if you got some guys that you think should be starts and sits and why. Let's talk football. Uh, I'm really excited for Ryan's new project coming out. Stay tuned for that, guys. It's going to be uh, looking at football and fantasy uh, from a whole new perspective. Pretty interesting stuff. I'm pretty excited for it. So excited about everything going on. Belly up. Uh, week four coming. Coming in hot. And uh, excited to get some playoff implications up on the belly up bowl. And so people can kind of see where they shake out and what they need to make happen to get it done. So uh, we're, we're a quarter of the way through, man. Uh, we didn't think we'd have football, and here we are. Exactly, man. I mean, there was a lot of people that were like, oh, you're not going to have a football season. What are you even doing uh, but we push through it. We're going to analyze everything. We're going to pivot, right, guys? So one thing, you can always follow all of us. You can see all of our Twitter handles right there, at Aggie Kepasig, at BellyUpTom, at BWIT24, at RealRyanHicks. But then also subscribe to us. We're on every one of your favorite podcast apps. We're on Apple Music. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify. Follow us, guys. You know, we're here for you. We're going to help you out. So we're going to move forward and do this. But then also, man, let's look forward to next season. But then also, these guys down here at the bottom, Ryan and Billy, are writing some great articles. You got to follow them. Read what they're doing because they're going to help you win your ships. Uh, They helped me win mine. So 
I don't see why they can help you win yours. Guys, it's great as always. Ryan has something to tell me. Muted. Ryan's muted. Shout out. Shout out to rank uh rank six, Scott Fish Bowl, Travis Sumter, undefeated right now. Rank six out of 1440. Uh his team is wicked. We've been talking about it since he drafted it. Uh that's a belly up guy right there. Uh representing us in Scott Fish. Let's do it. Let's take it home, Travis. Come on, Travis. Congrats, man. Keep it up. Like we've been saying, Travis, I know you've been beating it down to Scott Fishbowl. He's gonna start breaking some news for us, hopefully. And we can get to the breaking news super quick. Thank you, everyone who's watched us the entire night. Thank you for everyone who's commented for us. Uh, we're going to help you out, and we'll see you next week, guys. Thank you so much. Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Bet Fred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.